flag on wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So looking for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't try shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't try shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Obviously, today, you know, it's going to be a little bit backwards, but we're going to be covering the uh, post-match of Juve Udinese. I needed some closure. And obviously, <laughs> we've been getting into some, you know, a little bit of difficulties. Obviously, you know, rearranging. I've been really busy at work. Um, really busy. I've been working overtime the past four days, so it's been kind of quite difficult, obviously, to watch the games. And obviously, these games being three days apart doesn't help me, doesn't do me any favors. Obviously, this is episode number 24, and I kind of wanted to keep, you know, the guests in line. And, and you know, I obviously asked them to be part of the show, and, you know, I kind of want to, you know, stick with that. There was a little bit of a mess with the Atalanta, you know, weekend that I kind of took off. So, I kind of want to keep it straightforward. Everything, Everything's in place. But, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for so, thank you for all the support. It's been huge. Uh, obviously, we still need to keep growing. Uh, I'd like to hit the 50, hopefully, subs on, on YouTube if, if possible. That would be awesome. And then, you know, maybe 100 later. But, uh, yeah, and then, again, where you can find me, obviously, smash the subscribe, drop a like on YouTube if that's your if your place of, uh, of content. Um, obviously, click the bell for notification. That's going to update you when the new podcast drops. Then, again, for iTunes and Spotify, same thing if you follow it's going to show up in your thread. So, uh, yeah, if you use those app. And actually, uh, some some news. I just realized that, you know, Podbean has kind of done a little bit of a reorganization of their, uh, their page for us podcast creators. And um, now you can also find the uh, UNTD Tab Back to Black and White podcast on Google Podcast. So, uh, and I'm definitely going to be adding it to a couple more. I believe they have TuneIn and some other Stitcher. Uh, and a bunch of others so if you guys use any of those again you'll have access uh very shortly i'm gonna say at least by next week uh it's pretty simple so guys stay tuned for that obviously without further ado someone that i've been uh we've been trying to link up for uh, <laughs> quite days. a while for yeah a few days Un- unfortunately there's been a uh, hurricane going on in the the caribbean and we um, good now we good now yeah so <laughs> It's uh, everything subsided. Everything's good. Power's back. Everybody's safe. Sure. Hopefully, all the Juventini down there are safe, and obviously, all the people around there. Are safe. I think. I think there's like one. There you go. There you like, go. Yeah, so. <laughs> and actually, even in even in Hawaii now, I think they're they're going through something too. So any any Juventini in Hawaii, you know, stay yeah. safe and uh, just get through it, and we'll be on to celebrating. Obviously, like I said, if anyone's under a rock, obviously today we've won the Scudetto, so. Let's just uh, give ourselves, you know, a round of applause. Round and, of applause. Uh, a pat on the back. This it was a tough one. Um, 
this season was a, such a roller coaster worth of emotions and um to finally have it clinched you know obviously you could have had it earlier but you know uh, let's not focus on on the negative aspects of that specifically we're we're champions for the ninth year in a row a big win for us big for Saudi hopefully it helps him uh should he continue with Juventus and uh yeah see how it goes well like I said welcome cash from obviously from Curaçao which is you know a little bit unexpected you know it is a, it's, it's I do know where it is but uh yeah no definitely uh obviously we're bringing in guests from all over the world and uh yeah it's great to have you on the show bud yeah, bro, thanks so much for having me. Uh, like I said, I'm glad, you know, we were able to work this out. And, yeah. uh, no, I appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to a good conversation and, and hopefully, you know, being back in the future. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I kind of wanted to keep this too because, uh, you know, the last time you were on, obviously, All Juve Cast, Al Paz, Al's podcast, you were in the, you were obviously doing the Copa Italia game with uh, Udinese. I was, so I was. It kind of perfectly worked out, and then unfortunately we weren't able to do it, you know, know. a couple of days ago. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, just you know, kind of for anyone who obviously hasn't, I would be surprised if you you're not listening to Al's podcast, but because he's done such a great great job. But uh, if you haven't, in particularly watched that, and you don't know Cash, uh, and obviously he would have told a story on that podcast. But kind of give us even just generally like what generation you kind of grew up in, you know, yeah. essentially the how you became a Juve fan, but. Yeah, we don't for need sure. to get into too much detail because obviously that content's out there already, correct? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I ha- I still have my notes from um, Al's <laughs> there you so go. I can just like I can read on that. There we go. Um, I want to say um, so. I grew up in. I was born in 1993. Me too. Um, oh, there you go. I turned 27 a few days ago, so I'm old as hell. Um, it it sucks. After 25, it's just like. Shit, shit. <laughs> Um, anyway, so in it was in 1996, I was uh, with my cousin, who was a big Juventus fan. Um, yep. At that point, he was a very big Juve fan. Um, and I was just three years old at that point, uh, not even three. And I was able to witness Juventus winning the Champions League, which is uh, something I can say I've witnessed in my lifetime, at least, even though I don't remember it. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand much of it. I didn't, like, understand the significance, obviously, because, you know, I was, like, not even three years old at that point, but it was still a great um, story to kind of start with. Um, I, I always was a sporty kid. I used to play sports a bunch, never really supported a team. It was in 2002 with that same cousin. Um, I was watching the um, World Cup. Uh, and I was watching Italy play, and it was, I, I don't remember who it was against right now, but um, I think it was Mexico, and the 84th minute, Del Piero scored to get us through to the next to the next round, to the round of 16, yep. and after seeing that, I just, I think I just fell in love with Ale, as a lot of, you know, us of that time kind of, right. you know, see him as the flagship of Juventus, um, so fell in love with him, started to watch a bit more of Juventus, uh, whenever I could over here, it, it was a bit difficult back then because we didn't necessarily get the feeds and stuff like that. So I would be watching like on the, on like a, a weird setup with the, like a connection from Venezuela and and a radio playing. It was just weird. Um, but you know, all for the love of the team for for Juventus, the game. Um, and yeah, I guess that's 2002 was really like where it, it started to grow for me. So I've been a supporter. 
uh, for 18 years now. Um, you know, I love it. It's 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 Juventus. What's there not to love about them? Um, except if you're a Merda fan. I mean, <laughs> where yeah. everyone loves Juventus, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's my story. Especially today. Especially today of, of all days. All the but yeah, that was that's such a, such a weird game too because um, you know. I don't want to bring up too many of the demons of the 2002 World Cup, but uh, yeah, no, definitely that was a very important game. Obviously, uh, Mexico, I believe, had the lead. Um, they did. And, yeah. um, Italy had to had to draw at least just to get to the next round, and yeah. um, then the rest is history. I don't want to get. Then let's that. not talk about the rest. I don't want to talk because, about the rest. Uh, you know, there's a certain certain Moreno that I don't really uh, that I have as a. His photo as a dartboard at home. Yeah, it's sad. Because uh... <laughs> I, I still get like, there's certain things I get PTSD of. Um, 2002 World Cup being one of them. Cardiff <laughs> being yeah. another. There's quite a few memories. That, oh, yeah. You know, we, have our fair, we have our fair share of uh, yeah. nightmares. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> but anyways, guys, let's get into the news, obviously, before this game um, or kind of like at the time of. Um, apparently, we're in the links with Palmieri from Chelsea. Um, obviously, he's valued at 20 million. I think that's a great, you know, buy if that is the actual number. Obviously, you know, just reports. Apparently, Merida is also in the race. But uh, I think if it's only 20 million, I think you definitely capitalize on that. Um, obviously, we're hoping to complete the signing of a young talent, Samuel Illing Jr., from uh, Chelsea as, as well. And, um, yeah, apparently there's just the details. I don't know. I don't get these de- deals with these young guys. Like, it's literally like we buy them and ship them off. We hey, buy plus, them. plus Valenza, huh? Exactly. Buy them, buy them cheap, ship them off. Um, no, for, for, for Emerson, uh, in regards to him, uh, we saw it in the Udinese game. We saw it today as well when Danilo was taken off. I'll focus more on... Uh, the game of, of Thursday, um, we we just need fullbacks. We need competent fullbacks. Sandro and Danilo are only natural fullbacks right now. I'm not even counting Mattia because he's always injured. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's difficult. We need good relying, I mean, reliant players to kind of put our trust in. And from what I remember, is Emerson did fairly well with Sari at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he is a fast player. We need the speed. We need someone that's defensively minded, but also can push up. And I think he has those traits. Um, you know, the the fullback market is a bit difficult right now because there are not a lot of big fullback names out there. Like a lot of people think like, oh, look for the big names, look for the big names. Yeah. Emerson's not necessarily one of those big names. Um, you know, he's not the, the Kimmich, he's not the Alba, the Carvajal, he's not those guys. Right. Uh, but I think it'll be a good move for us. Uh, as for Illings Jr., honestly, never even heard of the kid. So, uh, uh, cool. If we get yeah. us money, it makes us money, it makes us money. <laughs> well, yeah, if that's what we're going to start doing, then fucking start signing everybody and start anybody, I guess. It, right? Go yeah. at it. <laughs> obviously, as well, Locatelli, obviously the big game that uh, Sassuolo had against us uh, in the 3-3 draw. Um, but they obviously really like him. Obviously, he's now transitioned into that central defensive midfielder role, that holding role. Um, but, you know, like I said with uh, with Jake 
on that podcast. I think, you know, you got to let the guy play a couple more, se- or even a, at least one more season to see how, you know, if he can still hold on to this kind of, you know, if you want to call it luck or the streak that he's on of, of, of consistent football. And I think then, you know, you monitor it at that point and you see if you want to make the move. If you just have to spend a little bit more money and he's, but he's the right guy, who cares, right, at the end of the day? Yeah. That's what I say. You know, if you got to wait and see, like, there's a lot to risk now with, the obviously, COVID, and that's mm-hmm. going to seep into the next probably two, three years uh, of transfers and, and financials. So, yeah, I no, think, I mean, uh, yeah. D- definitely makes sense. There. I th- Giuseppe said it today when I was on uh, his podcast. Um, he said... You can't evaluate a player by just one year of performances. You can a player can have a fantastic performance one year, um, and then the next year just completely flop. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't like to necessarily bring it up because I love him, but Morata was one of them. He had an amazing season with us. I in my mind I was like, die like next yeah. striker, you know. But then Madrid took him obviously, but his second season was complete. Yeah, a, a disaster if you want to you compare them to one another. So that's an example. We've done it before where we sign players on instinct. Um, you know, if you got to spend a bit more, you got to spend a bit more. But again, Locatelli is young. It's a transfer for the future. Uh, and he would be someone that would play, you know, in the midfield rather than being someone you just sell off, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. And we need that depth. I think it's in a, it's in a, it's it's clearly evident uh, it doesn't matter what games you're watching. Um, we definitely need depth in the midfield, and we need depth in the fullbacks. You can't grind, like you said, Sandro into the ground. I think we've played him way too many games. Um, he obviously was coming off an MCL tear uh, or a lesion, as they call. I love how they their injuries are like way more yeah, right. technical than how they how they classify them <laughs> in North American sports. To be quite honest, but yeah. Um, yeah, so he basically had an MCL tear, and obviously then now again he's been playing every game. Yeah. So I I have worry about that because you know, obviously the next season is going to be coming right away, mm-hmm. maybe not as many games per week, but the next season is going to follow concurrently. So really we have no room to, you know, have a guy who then okay, what happens if he blows his ACL? Then then there's exactly. your left back gone. So. Yeah. You don't want to do that. And then again with, you know, forcing Chiellini to come back in. And I think that was just r- risky business um, for me personally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Sammy Kadir could lose his p- place in the uh, UVCL. I had to bring this one up. Um, some people were like, could. I'm like, yeah, there's no way this guy should be keeping a spot. I think we should just ship his ass off as soon as possible. Whoever yeah. wants. If to someone in Qatar wants him, take him. If not, just burn that contract up because mm-hmm. it's... It's not even worth seeing his name listed as a player anymore. I'm so over yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's he's done for, in my opinion. I mean, he gave us some good uh, good moments, um, but I think Kedira is. I've been Kedira out gang for the past two years now. Um, I yeah. think his he's past his prime. He came in at a good time to help us, uh, you know, in the midfield with. Uh, you know, especially that year, Pogba was the only only guy there, really, from the year before. We picked up Pjanic and Kedira, um, so it was a good, uh, you know, good thing for us in some way. Yeah, and he was so, a lot younger, right? He's a lot younger yeah, at that time. Exactly, exactly. Same with Pjanic, was a lot younger, had legs. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I think it's just time to move on and you know, mm-hmm. hopefully well Pjanic obviously is on his way already and then hopefully we can get rid of Kadita either by a signing or I would just say you're going to be paying the six million anyways to have him on the bench. You might as well just cut your losses. Might as well just cut your losses, exactly. No, it yeah. makes sense. So obviously there was also a kind of a young prospect deal between Pescara and Juve. Um, we got uh, Diego Ripani. I Ricardo, saw that. Yeah. yeah, Ricardo Rossi and uh, Da Baca from mm-hmm. Pescara. Obviously we send Grigoris Castanos and obviously Luca Camenza again, guys. That Never, never seemed like they were ever yeah, going to come up anyways. Exactly. Obviously, I know of these two guys, but, I mean, they're not getting the... The, the yeah. club has no faith in them, so, I mean, really not surprised there. Obviously, an important kind of fact of, you know, before that game, Juve's midfield only had scored nine goals a season, and even the defense had scored 15. So that's oh, a wow. huge point of contention. Yeah. I mean, you need that production out of your midfield, even mm-hmm. if, you know... It's it's one thing to just, you know, have that stat, but the way the midfield's played so far, we really it's yeah, no. it's a big telling tale of why we've kind of struggled this season as much mm-hmm. as we have because we really haven't been able to, you know, take control of games in our mid yeah. in terms of the midfield. And uh yeah, no, I think it's it's been really tough. You know, like I said, that's a big you know, when when Delict is putting in more goals than Bernard Heskey, I mean <laughs> <Bad enough. laughs> That's just, and even if you look at guys like, uh, you know, Pjanic and Rabiot really wasn't anything to sniff about before, rec- as of recently, obviously, he's done really well. But before that, nothing. Same with Ramsey, he's been really, is, has been injured. And really, that's kind of the tale of the tape there. Matuidi is not kind of the guy that's going to be banging in goals. So, yeah, definitely things need to change. And I think, you know, all the teams that, you know, are successful, in terms of Europe and stuff like that, have a midfield that is scoring, uh, that is contributing at least. Maybe not to the same extent as the forwards, but you know they're still contributing uh, their due per se. I think I think the other point to add is that Sadi's Sadi needs a solid midfield for his for right. his method or for his way of playing. Um, you know, you you don't give him that midfield, he's going to struggle. And I'm I'm not blaming all the struggles on our midfield only. There have been multiple situations but oh, yeah. since we're talking about the midfield specifically for Sari ball to actually work you need a workhorse player which we don't have right now Matuidi runs around like a headless chicken sometimes um, he just has need, no touch yeah if 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 Sari had a guy like Vidal yeah I think that would have been perfect because that's what he had in in Napoli with uh, in Alan yeah right and then he had the creative player in Jorginho yeah. Which is what we what Pjanic should have been, yeah, but has not been. Yeah. So you know, you, he needs a certain components, and I know it's, I know people say, but he should work with what he has, blah 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 blah. P- Pep Guardiola has gone to Man City, he's b- busted like one billion. How much is he yeah. spent? Oh, at least one billion <laughs> just to get his squad together. You know, it's, he's done it at Barcelona. He's done it at. At Bayern Munich, there's other guys like Mourinho that's done. I mean, Mourinho's also like depends on the case. Um, but again, you know, you need to give a coach the tools to work yeah. with. Um, and I think that you know that message that integrating that type of play has been difficult. Um, yeah, and I think if your goal is the Champions League, then yeah, that's definitely what you need to do. Exactly. I mean, if your goal is just to win Scudetti every year, then that's fine. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do that every year, no problem. But you know, if if the goal, if the if the club wants to make Champions League an actual attainable goal, yeah, you can't be pissing around years because you're too cheap or you made too many stupid moves to to get there. That's I yeah. mean the biggest problem to me uh, as of late. Uh, it's it, it's it's too much, uh, you know, pissing around. You know, there's guys that we need. There's mm-hmm. players that we could have used, like Pellegrini, as like backups and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, it's just a, it's a it's a, a merry-go-round in terms of you know who comes in, who goes out, because we got to balance books uh, come June. So mm-hmm. t- to me, you're really you're you're short you're 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 very short-sighted when you have to do all these all these things and then say, oh well, and I, like I said, to me, the Agnelli was banking on Ronaldo tenfold yeah and really he thought they could will them somehow to win the champions league and that's not how you win champions league yeah as which has been clear for the past five ten years mm-hmm. um there's no real player who's really willing teams uh you know if you want to say with ronaldo everyone likes to forget the team and, and that's my my biggest contention to that argument is yeah, he was playing amazing, but he also had an all-star team behind him. Yeah. Look at Liverpool, they're they're all in sync. It 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 was magic mm-hmm. kind of, you know, everything was working together all at once and then obviously they had an easier year where Real goes out, Barca goes out, Juve goes out, etc., right? So Yeah. Um, but or Barca has kind of a shitty year and Liverpool kind of takes advantage of that. Um mm-hmm. obviously talking about Sarri there was a quote kind of before that, uh, obviously the Udinese game, where uh, they talked about criticism. The, the reporter was bringing up uh, criticism of, of him, of him, right? And mm-hmm. um, Sadi goes, "Criticism? I'm probably an asshole to to some. I don't know. I care relatively. In the end, the thoughts of journalists are opinions, and so I am relatively interested in reading other people's opinions on a subject." in which I think I know more. So kind of, you know, obviously fiery because yeah. it's coming off of the game, uh, you know, even the Lazio game we won, but it wasn't, I, would, I wouldn't say it was particularly uh, a great game. Um, if, you, if, if we didn't have Dybala, which was discussed uh, multiple times now, if we didn't have Dybala, it would have been a completely different game. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think it's, yeah, really, really, it still wasn't a great game. There was a lot of a lot of, and obviously you got to remember Lazio was was missing a lot of players that game, and yeah. uh, it's it, it wasn't easy. We didn't make it look yeah. easy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like that every even against Udinese, they had missing players, they had missing starters, and we still managed to bottle it. So I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, I'm glad we won. You know, we we can put that. It's like a it's like a, a burden off the shoulders. Yeah. Um, you know, we have these next two games to focus on just form and recovery for Dybala and the Licht. You know, yeah. the Licht has been nursing that shoulder injury for a while. Dybala today after the um, the Samp game, some issues with his thigh, hopefully nothing crazy. Demiral yeah. will get some minutes come, you know, the next few games so he can be prepped for Champions League because I don't think Kedira is going to be on the Champions League list. Mm. Um so, you know, the positive change is coming, hopefully, and we can hopefully have a good positive run against Lyon because, I mean, it's the Champions League, man. It's, Anything Ronaldo, can happen. Ronaldo's years are coming to an end. <laughs> well, that yeah, that too. But, you know, anything can happen both yeah. ways. Yeah. You course. know, not just in our favor, you know. 
Um, Leon's going to be getting, obviously, Depay back. Um, and he's been, I mean, from his form before, obviously, all this happened was incredible. Um, but I think there's lots of, uh, the, yeah, like you said, there's lots of guys that need to get minutes now. And I think that's not a big deal. I mean, if, even if you throw Rugani in there, I really could care less. Yeah. Um, throw in anybody who needs, you know, tune-up. Like yeah. you said, Chiellini, if he, in 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 a game or two, if he's good, throw him in, um, because he's gonna have to get back to fitness. And we hope he, like everybody's on that kind of same page, and is uh, you know match fit by the time August seventh comes along. So obviously we'll go into the formation. It wasn't really anything uh, different from the Lazio game. Um, obviously Rugani had to start because Bonucci got the uh, was on uh, yellow card. <laughs> accumulation for yep. that stupid foul that he committed right before the half. Um, but yeah, so obviously Alexandro back in his normal spot at left back. Nanilo played in at uh, a, a right back, and you still had Bernardeschi, Dybala, and Ronaldo up top with Ramsey, Bentancourt, and Rabio kind of a you know continuation on from that Lazio game. Then, like mm-hmm. you said, Udinese, you know, nothing really special. Obviously, they have the ball in the middle of the park. But for goal, Musso, Bekao, Ekong, and Nontink. Noitink in defense, your three. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, what? The, what's yeah, this, where's this guy from? <laughs> Anyways, then we had on the, the right side, Ter Avert and Fofana with DePaul in the middle. Like I said, Sema and Zigalar on the left-hand side. Obviously, Stefano Okaka was up top with Nesterovsky. Um, and you know, really nothing a lot, nothing of a lineup that really scares you, uh, that should really worry a team like us, even at this point. Yeah, you look at the stats too. I mean, we kind of dominated this game, even how horribly, uh, it seemed that we had played. And you know, Mm -hmm. the guys looked really tired. That was kind of one of the notable things, uh, me and Al kind of discussed after you know, through a couple threads, Mm -hmm. um, on Twitter, but really just did not seem like they wanted it. And I thought we were going to come into this game and just boss and just like yeah. smash in three and call it a day. Um, but to be honest, it was really, uh, really it, it, uninspiring. It was, yeah, it wasn't really what I expected. Um, you know, I was ready to celebrate the win. Yep. Uh, I was ready to celebrate the Scudetto at that point. But uh, I, I figured, you know, the players would want to go, well, they'll go out hungry, they'll, they'll get the win, like you said. You know, Scudetto clinch. The next three games will be focus, focus, focus on what's to come in the next yeah. few weeks. But um, you know, to go back to the lineup specifically, Juve's. When I look at it, um, I, the first two things I always look at is uh, midfield and defense. Uh, the yeah. attack. You know, we. I have confidence. <laughs> you know, I have confidence in the attack for the most part. But I look directly at the midfield first and then I look at the defense to just understand what's going on because that's where we're lacking firepower in my opinion. Uh, seeing Rugani start obviously to me is it was uh, just worrisome. Uh, Rugani scares me as a defender um, not in the good way. Um, <laughs> you know it's, it's in a way where I there's just no trust. Um, he is someone that Sadi trusted so much in his earlier years when um, you know they were playing together uh, at Empoli. Empoli, there we go. Uh, when they were together, um, and then you know now it's just 
as someone mentioned it today that they picked he Sari would sub on an injured Kilini or pick an injured Kilini over Rugani playing right. a fit and healthy Rugani. So that says a lot about the situation. Uh, and then you know the midfield seeing Bentancur start there as a regista. It was good to see it. Um, Rabio and Ramsey by side Rabio. I was happy he got you know continue because he's been in great form as of late. Um, so it was good seeing that. Um, to me, no Pjanic. I was a bit worried, though, because even though I'm seeing the transition happen and there's less and less reliance on Miralem, creativity from Bentancur is not necessarily um, at the all-time high right now. He's still learning and still building into the role right. and everything. Uh, and not that Pjanic does much passing the ball left and right. I think he just has a bit more awareness with experience and everything. Um, so it was a bit worrisome, just a little bit, but I didn't have an issue with that. Uh, what I found interesting was in the lineup I saw, they had Ronaldo on the left, Dybala in the middle. Um, yeah. But then I, I, they kept inter-switching the whole time. They kept swapping up the whole time. And, you know, Berna on the right, who's had some decent performances, um, you know, on the right side. I mean, nothing spectacular, but the good thing about Berna is he is a workhorse. He he does run around. He does, you know, try to defend and everything like that. So we'll give him that. Um, you know, Matej Delich starting was was great. What I found interesting was that he was starting on the right side of defense and not the left side. Uh, usually he's been playing on the left, but obviously with the absence of Bonucci, right. um, he's played on the right. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Tech and goal, he's 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 a given. Um, even yeah. if Buffon was in goal, I would feel perfectly fine. I I, I trust the both of them with with uh, with the you know in between the sticks. So overall lineup, I think Rugani was my biggest worry um, in the in the game. Right, and yeah, I think I think it's pretty you know that's pretty straightforward. I just think the guy lacks confidence at all. Um, I think uh, it's just, you know, now it's it's pretty much time to cut the cord. Um, it's not going to get any better, I don't think. Um, yeah. I mean, he, you... he had time with Allegri. He had time with Sari. None of it, it didn't work with any of them. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he had time with Allegri. I don't know if he had the time with Allegri. I think that was kind of the, the downfall of him being under Allegri. Um, I think he just... Allegri didn't have any trust in anyone. He had his guys and... He would play them wherever, but I don't think, you know, when you even look at like guys like Marquisio who could barely even get like a string of games together, yeah. even when they were fit, it's like guys are not going to be uh, ready to go if you're playing them once every three months. Um, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Very good and point. And even less than that. And even and I think Rogani was even less than that. So it's like, at, at the end of the day, I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to rag on the guy any more than needs to be. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, I think, you know, it is what it is. If you can get whoever, whatever for him, then, you know, put him in a place where he's going to get the trust and the, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that confidence back and just move on. I, th I think, yeah, it's I, think I think the only place that I, I see him going is because of his salary uh, would be uh, the Premier League. I think that's probably the only place that would be able to afford his salary and everything like that because we put him on such a, you know, high salary. Um I think yeah. the Premier League is probably his best bet. So, um, but I mean, yeah, that uh, you know, that was the feels of the of the lineup um, when I first saw it. 
Yeah, so let's let I mean, you look at the match stats next, and you're kind of like, really, this game was that kind of a struggle? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I mean, we kind of dominated it. You know, 61% possession to 39. Obviously, we had 21 shots on goal, five that were actually on target, excuse me. Um, to Udinez is 11 with four on goal. Um, corners again, we had seven corners mm-hmm. to their three. Uh, Cross 14 balls in, third to their 13. Nine fouls to eight, nothing really there. Two yellows each. Obviously, Ramsey. Yeah, that Ramsey had a, 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 a not really, not really a great game. He, um, I didn't even see him honestly. I didn't even know he was playing for a while. Um, yeah, that, like that's a big question, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a big question because people are talking about now. You know, is it really rust or is this guy just not good enough? Right. Um, I think it's a lack of identity. He's not been able to uh, to identify that. Um, he's been played as Metzala. He's been played as a trequartista. Um, so I think he still needs to find his identity in the team. Um, I was very excited for Ramsey. I was looking forward to him because I, yeah. I genuinely do like him as a player. I think he's a great player. Uh, I think he just needs to find his form and his identity in the team. Um, hopefully he's able to do that in the next two games. Obviously not get injured as well, because that's a big strike. I think he was doing well when he first started. I think he had like two or three goals, um, you know, and he was playing decent, uh, linking up well with the strikers. Um, So I was happy to see that. And then the injury happened and then COVID happened. And, um, you know, it puts a a big gap or it puts a big stop into someone's form. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, Ramsey is able to pick up, but he was non-existent in in, in the game against uh, Udinese. I I think he was was the first sub, right? Yeah, Matuidi came on, bang, on the 60th. Well, and that's another another thing we'll get into because uh, that's just unreal. Um, Obviously, pass accuracy, I mean, we're upwards of 90%, so there's really nothing... I think I think that's fine. I mean, uh, offsides were obviously down, so Bernardeschi learned his lesson, I guess, um, yeah. or was just really, you know, in my opinion, inexistent in this game. So we'll get into obviously the minute by minute recap. Obviously, you know, to start the game off, you hear the the, the commentator say Udinese's last league win at home was ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah, a decade, guys, a decade. <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable stats and they managed to do it against exactly. us exactly exactly let's be real i mean obviously we get into the game and ramsey's fouling like you know mm-hmm. honestly first of all i don't know what first why make the tackle it was a stupid tackle the but the ref the, the, the ref to throw a yellow that early i'm like damn yeah that so- that was also that was also rather interesting who was officiating it was Irati, right yeah yeah i think so uh, yeah. Yeah, it was him, and and you know a yellow card in the first minute to me is is it has to be really bad um, for it to happen. So uh, you know that kind of sucks, but yeah. and it puts that pressure onto onto a player. You know, I mean, especially when it's that early in the game, you're like, crap, I need to be cautious now for a full ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, whereas you know if it comes in the seventieth minute, you're like, all right, tactical foul, or okay, right. it's just or whatever it may be so it's less of a burden but um he definitely had that on the back of his uh back of his mind <laughs> yeah and then i mean right after that easily gets dispossessed uh holding a possession but uh definitely had some good early link up play from what i was seeing uh it was kind of not really indicative of what was to come 
But, um, you know, because you have, obviously, in the fourth minute, Alexander with a beautiful cross uh, into the box, really. Players were, I believe, in, indecisive. And, uh, you know, Bernardeschi kind of lays off the ball and, and nothing happens. Then you go into the seventh minute. Danilo Horror Show, I wrote. Um, oh, yeah, this was... Completely misses the ball. Udinese push wide. So then, obviously, Delict has to kind of cover... Uh, on that, or he kind of comes out to kind of play the play the the winger, yeah. or the guy on the wing, and um, you know, Danilo somehow makes comes back into the box, heads the ball off the post to start things off. I, I just, oh man, Danilo. Um, yeah, that was that was not pretty. I have it. I have it right here. Seven seven and a half minutes in, yeah. nearly an own goal by Danilo. Good play yeah. from Udinese. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it wasn't an ideal uh, situation to be in. Obviously, um, it wasn't fun to watch that, and and it does it doesn't help confidence. It really no. doesn't help confidence to have that happen so early. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and like like you said, I think there's there's, there's a lot of these players that are only for the bench. Mm-hmm. That's what I call them, only for the bench. Oh yeah, only that's... bench players. I mean, that's that's kind of what any team should have. Uh, you know, good, good bench players. It shouldn't be like just a mediocre slash, you know, yeah. whatever. Maybe. But even so, like like I said, Danilo for the bench isn't a horrible thing. But I mm-hmm. mean, when you see when you see him starting games, that's when I that's when I question. Okay, we're yeah. really in a in a, not a great place. I mean, um, who else? Who else would you start? I mean, there's oh no. Out. Yeah, you know, there's there's no one you can really start. We shipped off Pellegrini. De Shiglio is injured. Cancelo, came, well, Cancelo was a direct like a swap with Danilo, so it would have not mattered. Um, you know, Cuadrado. It's just it's a position we lack, and hopefully we're able to yeah. pick that up. Um, and then, uh, I I mean he's had good games, Danilo. Like he scored his first Juve goal with his first touch of the ball. Uh, and let's not forget, this guy's played, quote unquote, played um, for Porto. He's played for Real Madrid. He's played for Man City. So it's not like it's not like random small teams are picking him up. He's come from some big teams, you know. So there definitely was some sort of quality that they saw in him. Maybe it was that hey, he's a bench player. We need someone from the bench. Let's get Danilo. Um, so, you know, I think that's kind of the idea with him. I mean, I wouldn't mind him as a bench player. Um, I think he, it's a good option, but starting wise, it's not the move in my opinion. Right. And, um, obviously, you know, 13 minute, you know, Dybala, you know, he takes a little bit too long, but it kind of does like a ricochet. And then the defender kind of puts it just wide, almost an own goal. It's kind of a yeah. crazy sequence and that almost kind of kickstarted things. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you have a, uh, you know, in the 14th, there's a corner. Ramsey tries this weird-ass volley that kind of gets bounced <laughs> back. And then Dybala actually has a great chance with his volley. Yeah, it's um, and, you know, there we go. We just keep pushing. But um, fifth, and then directly after that, um, obviously a great ball over the top to Ronaldo. But he just, he, he doesn't get that handle on it. Um and you know, it just seemed like we were just we were getting chances, but it wasn't like at a frenetic pace or anything like yeah. that. It was kind of like slow build up, and then we would get a chance and build up and get a chance. Mm-hmm. So nothing really, you know. Udinese wasn't showing anything. I would say too great either, but 
it seemed like at a certain point in this game, they switched on and wanted it way more than we did. Yeah. Um, obviously, 16th minute, Dybala, Danilo link up. Um, and like I write down, Dybala's just on. It just seems like he turns on the switch like every game. Yeah. And it's just going. I mean, sometimes we don't look great, but it's just... He has really great moments that mm-hmm. I would say that no one really else in the no one else really in this team has. Um, and then again, I said Ramsey's touches, you know, it's really missing. Um, uh, what I like, what I like about DiBala is just that, you know, he he's, he when he whenever he's playing, he switches the pace of the game. Right. We've seen it when he's come off the bench. We've seen it, you know, from the start of the game how he's able to control it. Um, I think he's an amazing player. Um, he is probably amongst my favorite Juventus players now. Um, definitely someone that I would love to secure for long term. I literally, for when I wrote down the lineup, I wrote Dybala Capitano because I was yeah. happy to see that. You know, I love exactly. it. Exactly. So, yeah, let's uh, not forget to mention that. Obviously, well, unfortunately, being a loss, but you know, he was the captain, obviously, mm-hmm. on the field, which was really nice to see. And, um, yeah, no, great point. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, you know, 22nd minute, Ramsey gives the ball away again. Uh, and, um, you know, I think Alexander, what I really like is he makes up for it. Um, obviously, again, there's you, you look at the goals that everyone's going to be talking about. But, you know, the guy was going up the field. Yeah. And, and, and I put it on Twitter. I mean... There was enough guys, obviously, when we'll get into the goals in a little bit, but there was enough mm-hmm. guys there to make the difference. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Udinese in about the 22nd minute, that's when they wake up. You know, we're sitting back. They were sitting back for most of the first, but now they're starting to take their chances. Um, but 26th minute, nice nice kind of play. Dybala. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Dybala has the ball. Gives it to Ronaldo, but then even Rabiot comes in and has plays like a decoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you like you gotta like seeing that because you know that's gonna move defenders around, that's gonna give you space. And uh, you know, it almost worked. You know, he was just wide on the shot, but you know, something that really was was nice to see. Um then obviously again, what something I've been harping on, even you know, we gotta use uh, Bonucci for, but in the 33rd minute. Delict with a nice ball over the top to Dybala. Yeah. Just offside. It was a little bit offside. You know, that's mm-hmm. got to be worked on, you know, timing. You know, you look at Pjanic with the ball to Ronaldo against Milan. But I think that we need to start opening defenses more uh, often with that. Um, I think it's something that we can definitely use. Uh, we got mm-hmm. the players who can make the, the pass. You know, Bonucci obviously with his, you know, his defensive abilities aren't as great as, as other players. But... Yeah, or he, needs other a partner, he needs a good partner with him. That's why he does well yeah. with Dilip and Kilini. And that's why he didn't do well at Milan, because at Milan he didn't have that that yeah. partner. You know, when you play Rugani with him, he doesn't have that right. that rock with him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, he, the amount of assists that Bonucci's had, like, or the amount of balls that he's played, that just, like, turns out to be beautiful. It, it, it's a good number. So. Exactly, exactly. And um, obviously, we get into, we get further on. Obviously, 35th. This is what killed me, actually, in this game. And I really wanted to talk about this. I wish we had we had done this earlier. But, you know, this this play just shows what's wrong with Calcio. You see DePaul come in the box, right? 
freaking dives like, uh, yeah. like he's in a swimming pool. But then, you know, it's for the hilarious part. Then it seems like every player on the damn pitch, one, one throws their arms up, and then two proceeds to run at the ref. But then they all realize, wait, the ball is still live. Yeah. And, you know, Udinese gets their chance. It's like, it seems like it's almost that's the natural thing to do now. And I think it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's like, play on, let the ref make his decision. And that's it. If if it's if it's a dead ball, then okay, whatever. Go plead your case or whatever you want to do. But literally during a play, yeah. like about about ten players literally were like just stopped in their tracks. Yeah, I think what you know what I also find inconsistent is like, you know, giving yellows and everything like that. Like if it's a dive, it should just be a yellow. I I, I think yeah. it's it should just be a straight yellow um, to prevent it from happening. Or yeah. to try, you know, prevent people from people doing do. it. Um, there was no yellow on it. It was a dive, clear dive. You could see it. Even if you went to VAR, you could see it. Yeah. Um, you know, so they were kind of skeptical about it. You know, you're giving Ramsey a yellow, a yellow card in the first minute, but you're not going to punish a, a player simulating. You know, yeah. whether it's Juventus or uh, Udinese or any other yeah. team, for that matter of fact. Yeah, and then uh, obviously... You know, I believe it was during that play. Rabiot had a great, was like he was tracking back pretty pretty well, won the ball, but then you know there was no really any support there for someone to come pick up the ball and obviously move it the other direction. Um, but then again, 39th minute, really I didn't see anything of uh, Bernardeschi. Mm-hmm. Uh, pace really subdued, really slow now, um, and this is only 40 minutes into a game. Um, yeah. But then out of nothing, um, you know, 42nd minute comes around and Delict with the just fucking cracker. With our with warrior, was it was a great goal. Um, came out of nowhere. I wasn't even expecting him to shoot. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone was really expecting him to shoot. I think that's what kind of also threw it, everyone off. Um, but hey, it was a good shot and, and, and you know, it, it paid off. And what I, what I always, you know... I always say this to to people when I also play. I always say this to like my teammates and stuff because I play. I when I play, I play center mid, yeah. or I play like a trequartista role, usually center mid. And what I love, like I love, uh, you know, distributing the ball and everything like that. But what I also love doing is taking shots out of nowhere, and and I feel like we should have done that more. Yeah, I feel like we should do it more in general. Test the goalkeeper. If you don't have anything going for you, test the goalkeeper. We saw it today with Quagliarella. All of a sudden, out of nowhere in the first half, he ripped. Like, all of a sudden today. Yeah. And I think we're lacking that. We're lacking Pjanic taking, well, he's leaving now, but we're lacking, you know, Pjanic taking those shots from outside the box. Look how it pays off. Rabiot made that amazing run, took the shot. Ronaldo, out of nowhere, banger of a goal against Genoa, I think it was, in that yeah. uh, 3-0 win. So, you know, we should be testing the goalkeeper. And I think we're obsessed with the mindset, and maybe this is the tactics behind it, of pass, 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 try to pass at least, to find a little way in, in the box, and then put it in. Like, whether it's a tap-in or a header or whatever it may be. Test the goalkeeper because you never know what may happen. We've seen it before. I'm not not going to... 
you know, I'm not going to say all goalkeepers are like this because it's not true. But look at Carius when he played the Champions League final. He was tested out of nowhere and he screwed up on both the times. Yeah. You know, so it should be a mentality. Yeah. Sometimes you're not paying attention and you don't know when you're going to catch him off guard. No, I think that's a point we've been hyping on. Like quite a bit, uh, even in, I believe just as as soon as the last podcast uh, or the one before, definitely, yeah. I mean, that's something that needs to be done because, and I think the the, the stats showed that we did have quite a few shots, you know, sixteen outside the box in this yeah. game. But I think, yeah, no, exactly. It, it's a tactic where, I mean, you don't want to just be, you know, rifling them in. There's times oh, no, where you you're going to. But at the end of the day, it's definitely something that, uh, yeah, you need to keep the goalie sharp. You need to keep him on his toes, you know, because, again, one slip, like you said, with Caddius in the, in the final, and you're not paying attention or whatever, and boom, you're down. You, you give away two goals right there. So, that, And that's huge uh, in any game. Um, obviously, you know, 45-plus minute, just chilling. Um, yeah. I mean, there was no real, uh, that was kind of the end of the half and, you know, obviously Ronaldo had another first touch mistake where, you know, he didn't, and this is kind of the point that I was harping on for a, a, a lot is, uh, a lot of, he, he's, he's a guy, he's a striker or a winger or whatever you want to call him of volume. Um, you really need to get him a lot of balls and that's yeah. what I've noticed, uh, like a lot because it's not the same his rate isn't the same as what it used to be. I mean, he's yeah. missing a lot of first touches. He's missing a lot of like uh, easy taps that he should be he should be putting in. And so I think that's something that you know, if they're gonna keep him, that's just something now you're you're gonna have to you're gonna deal with. You're gonna have to try and yeah. find to get him the ball as much as possible. No, or yeah, else I think I it's think not gonna I, work. Yeah, no, I see your point. I think to add to that, I think uh, he needs a good support striker. That's why you know. Uh, he did so well at Madrid because I'm not saying he did it only because of Benzema, but, you know, Benzema was there and he's a great support striker in the sense that, you know, he can uh, provide those balls. He can hold up the play and everything like that. Right. So that's something that, you know, in my opinion, we're missing. Higuain is great at it and he does it well. Um, but he's Higuain also is well past his prime, in my opinion. Right. Uh we're not, we can't expect Ronaldo to be the Real Madrid Ronaldo. So if I say, I say you got to give him the balls, you give him the balls. He's whacked in 31 goals this season. This yeah. is the first time, and uh, not the first time, this is only the second time in Serie A history that two or more players, or well, two players have scored more than 30 goals Immobile yeah, and Ronaldo. Just supply him the balls. If, if he's scoring, he's scoring. Give him a thousand of them. All it takes is one opportunity to finish, and it will be, you know, obviously I'd love to win games 6-0, 7-0. But, you know, at the rate we're going, it's like even a 1-0, you know, or 2-0, 2-1 would make me happy, like having that win. Um, So, yeah, I mean, overall first half feeling was... Was the, it was all right. I mean, I saw some sloppiness here and there, but we always tend to, you know, get into gear around the 15th minute or so, which is what happened. Um, I always get nervous at halftime going into second half to see what happens because I feel like a lot of times we just shut off come yeah. the second half. I mean, it, it, we saw it um, in the game against... Uh, Milan. Was it, was it Milan where we were up 
2-0, right? Yeah, we were up 2-0, and then all of a sudden, second half, we just shut off, and they, they completely barraged us. Like, it was crazy. Um, well, and Sassuolo. Sassuolo, too. I think it was the Sassuolo game I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's just... You know, it's 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 upsetting to see that happen. So there's obviously nervousness at that point, and and just what you would imagine, the 51st minute, uh, you know, they they yeah. score, and and it was a exactly. beautiful goal. It was a beautiful goal. It was it was spot on. Very sloppy start to the second half. They, I think there was a clip they cut to Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's face was just pure confusion and agony. Um, you know, at that point, and and it gets upsetting. You know, it's it's you know, you bust your ass, you play well, this, that, blah, blah, and then you have a team behind you that's not necessarily doing what they should be doing. I mean, sloppiness right. is one thing, and a sloppiness should not be something that is acceptable. Yeah, and like you said, 47th, I would say even before that, Udinese is opening us up. Um, and in the 49th, they're still causing problems. And in the 51st, like I said, this this, like... Excuse me. When we have this whole new attack, right? That we want to have this offensive play, and you know, you're gonna leak goals, and I'm gonna, and that's just the way it is. And if people don't like it, well, that's the fucking that's yeah. the truth, and that's what's I'm gonna happen. I'm perfectly fine so, with letting in like two goals if we're scoring four. So you no. look at you look at how, and I mean, I want everyone to go and look at this again because you know it was a real point in contention, and like at least you know, all everyone was saying, oh. Oh, well, look at Sandro. He was nowhere near there. And, and that's fine. Okay, whatever. I've defended Sandro. I like Sandro. Let's get the the uh, the asterisk uh, before we get into the conversation. <laughs> but, you know, when you look at that play, I mean, Delict was makes the communication for Rugani to go and take on that one defender. But no one looks to see the two guys running in. We had, the like, there was about three players in that area that could have man-marked all three of those guys yeah. in there. And you have the one, I believe it was Danilo on the uh, their winger who puts mm-hmm. the ball in. And it's like, that's just simple d- defense. Like, you could yeah. easily take care of that. Obviously, yeah. Delic should have taken the guy on. He should have sent, obviously, or either tell Rugani to get the guy in front and then Delic take care of the two guys bombing in with whoever that midfielder was. I can't remember if it was Rabiot or whoever, or Ramsey, or whoever it was. But, you know, that's a mistake on the team. That's team defense that needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have your head on a swivel and be able to say, okay, there's two guys coming in that are potential targets for a, a ball over the top. There's a guy, and, and and that's really, and there's three of us here. We should be able to make the smart decision and yeah. be able to get to nullify that, that risk. Yeah. So that was as simple as that. You know, I mean, I, you know, when it comes down to communication, it could also be that you know Rugani and Delic have not played together. Right. I don't. I mean, I, not as much as Bonucci has with Delic, and you know, if you look at the defense of Bonucci and Delic, and you see their communication, you see them sometimes not even having to communicate because they already have right. that that instinct with one another of like Bonucci, you're going to be marking these guys, I'm going to be marking these guys. We'll cover for each other when this happens, blah, blah, blah. So it's already like an instinctive, you know, reaction for them. Um, I feel like if Bonucci was on rather than Rugani, it, the likelihood of it and resulting in a goal would have been less, in my personal opinion. Right. Um, so, you know, the bad communication, 
they capitalize on it. They scored the beauty, and uh, you know it is what it is. And you know, to touch base real quick, I thought personally, I would have wanted Costa to come on at first at at the at the half. I would have uh, wanted him to come on for Berna. Um, Bernadeschi just wasn't doing it for me. Um, yeah. But I think I think the commentators brought it up. Um, the pitch quality was so bad, uh, and and just yeah. Just, it was an injury waiting to happen for Costa, and what do we know? He got injured in the 20, 30 minutes that he played. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. And um, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, we see that, but then again, you look at it, like I said, again with Alexandro, he bombs up. But again, this is another reason with the press, this whole system that we're in. You gotta, Once you lose the ball or he goes up and he loses the ball or whatever, the team has to kind of come around and win that ball back quickly. I mean, that's the yeah. style. Yeah. So, again, that doesn't happen. And then you're open for, you know, mistakes and counters and, and this stuff to happen. So, you know, that's just how it's going to be. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going you're gonna to complain the guy doesn't attack enough and then he goes up there and then obviously, I mean, you can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. It's, I mean, it's the, a, the guy is in the flash as much as much yeah. as we like to talk about superheroes and nickname yeah. different players. These guys, the guy's not going to run from you know one end to the other. It's not happening. You know, prime example is Marcelo from um, Madrid. from uh, Madrid. The guy attacks so much half the time. He's on the opponent's side of the field, um, and it's he's got the defenders covering for him. Or the look, mid, at, right? look look at look at Atleti, look at Atletico Madrid. They lose the ball in their half. You have strikers yeah. that have run back to defend. I'm yeah. not saying go gung ho and send Ronaldo back there. No, yeah. but it's just a matter of you know picking up the pace and pushing, you know, well, to defend. And it's style too, right? Like I said, Madrid has the midfielders that if a winger gets caught, the guy knows to come back and help yeah. out. Yeah. You know, we just, we don't have, we don't, our, I don't think our mid's good enough to do that, to be quite honest. Um, and it's not aware enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think they're really listening to, you know, what Sadi is is really laying down. And I think that's what you, you need to have. And, you know, me and Al got into it again about Alexandro. And it's like, well, Matu, well, the midfielder's supposed to cover for him when he goes up there. Well, in that instant, exactly. Yeah. Um, Matuidi doesn't come back being on or whoever or whoever it was, it was yeah, at no, the time. Was I believe it was Ra- no, it was believe I believe it was Rabio. Just doesn't yeah. come back and help out. I mean, it's just as simple as that, and it just it, it makes my head go like it's like guys, this is simple. This is not yeah. rocket science. Like you're you're gonna allow goals like that if the team doesn't start playing around how we need to play. And yeah, exactly. Obviously, mm-hmm. then we kind of awaken a little bit. I wrote down, but then I also write okay. No, never mind. We're still inviting the pressure, <laughs> and that's kind of, and that's kind of how it went. Obviously, yeah. the 59th DC obviously comes on for Bernardeschi, and obviously you mentioned mm-hmm. just those 30 minutes that he played. It seemed like now he's done for the season. He's done for the season, yeah. Uh, which is really unfortunate because he's he's had a pretty decent run of, of form and games played. We, we could have used part. him. We could have used him in the Champions League. It would have been. Oh yeah. It would have been good to have him there. And then, obviously, Matuidi comes on for Ramsey. Now, this is my biggest point of contention, and I wanted to bring this up, is we talked about it as well, a bunch of us after the game. When you're tied 1-1 in a game, and really all you have on the bench is Matuidi 
and Pjanic. Because obviously Douglas Costa just goes on now, and really that's that's it. That's you know, yeah. a lot of people are saying, well, look, why like we're down and you only make three subs, and it's like, well, that's all we have. It's like you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna throw. They're so uh, reluctant to throw under twenty three players on. Anyways, I don't see them throwing them on in yeah. this game, and it's like, yeah, no, it just just shows the lack of depth of anything that we have. Yeah, and um, just critical. And it's it's, it's also game. it's also like you know you've got. I I understood the decision of putting Matuidi on over Pjanic, yeah. um, you know because, you know you have to cover for defense also and understand how Pjanic plays against uh, instead of Matuidi, but, you know at that point it's again you kind of you're tied one one you need to understand the situation, and and see. Is Matuidi the right player to put on or Pjanic? And I'm taking Ramsey off, okay. Put Bentancur not as a regista, put him to the right. Where Ramsey was playing, put Pjanic in the regista role. You know, you can make changes. I th- was it Ramsey on the right or the left? He was on the right. I think he was, he was on, the right. on the right. Yep. Yeah, right. so, you know, I question Sadi's substitutes sometimes because he always, at the 60-minute mark, it's always the 60-minute mark. Where he makes his substitutes. Otherwise, he doesn't. Um, and he hates doing it. The, the, today, the subs that happened, they were forced, they, you know, it was forced to happen. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, Bernadeschi's not having a great game. Ramsey's not having a great game. And really, yeah. that's all he's got. Really, that is all he has got. Yep. Um, 62nd minute, obviously, Alexandro to, to Dybala. Nice shot, but again, doesn't really, uh, really do much. Um, and then, you know, it seemed like in the 63rd, Udinese is basically countering every mistake we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously it's 1-1 at that point, and it's just really, um, you know, slowing down and not getting any better. Um, yeah. 65th minute, Ronaldo with a horrid cross, um, just garbage. Players have slowed. And it, it really, at that moment, like about 60... 65 minutes it's you can really tangibly see the difference that um Udinez has got a clear step up mm-hmm. uh obviously in energy and press and they wanted it way more than we did uh I mean yeah it, it almost like this game wasn't wor- wasn't for a Scudetto because really it didn't seem like there was anything on the line um yeah. it seemed like what like what's gonna probably happen in one of these games coming up whereas really there was nothing uh at all to sniff about yeah um really to me it's like what are we what are we going on about for uh for is this is this even important or do you guys want to go home or what's the uh what's the situation and then again i wrote even though we have the possession udine wants it more again um we had the possession and well obviously because we're sitting back now and kind of you know taking our chances in um and there's always this been taught. There's there's also I wrote down because I saw a pretty good uh, note. Obviously, again, guys, I'm watching these games after work because obviously they're either midweek or you know I'm working overtime or whatever. So there's kind of a discussion about complete freedom in the final third. Now, obviously, it seems like it's been two years now that you know Allegri and obviously now Sarri are just saying, okay, do whatever the hell you want. In, in, in the second, uh, in, in, in the final phase uh, of the pitch. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think, like, 
he was uh, obviously Al was talking about more of a, a defined kind of like situation. To me, I think when when you have Ronaldo, there's no real there's no real avenue that you can go. I mean, the guy doesn't listen. Like, let's be straightforward. Like, the guy's not gonna if, if you tell him to do this and if you tell him you got to press for freaking ninety minutes, he's gonna tell him to go screw yourself. Like, it's just that's the way it is. I mean, obviously he's not built to do that, but I mean, if that's the system that you need, you know what I mean? Like, that's the two conflicting, you know, ideas that I think that are, you know, a big problem that we're having is not following what needs to be done. Um, mm-hmm. And when you give this kind of complete freedom in the, in the final third, yeah, yeah, you're going to get some nice plays, but you know, when that gets cut out, you got nothing left to show for it. Yeah. And, and then you start trying to cross the, the, you pull the Allegri method where you just start crossing everything, just in, to cross everything and no in. one's in there. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, we're great defensively, but, you know, 74th, obviously, Cuadrado comes in for Danilo. Um, and obviously, he was obviously on the right-hand side. So, mm-hmm. he's going to take that role. Um, because you're not going to get DC. You're gonna, not going to get Douglas Costa to slide back. Yeah. And I think that's such a hampering thing. Um, you know, Cuadrado at that right back, I, I think, is just a horrible decision. And, I mean, we've had to, but... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to be we fair, gotta pick, we got to pick the guys who we. I know, I know he's done well for the yeah. most part. I mean, he has made a lot of defensive blunders, but I don't fault him that because it's not his role. He's a right mm-hmm. winger. He's not a right back. Yeah. And my point is this: is like we got to find who we want, right? Like now we're going to get into this phase where Kulusevski can come in the next season if we want, right? Unless. You know, they send him back or whatever. He goes on loan I, or something. No, I think that would be a big mistake. I think we should hold on to him and play him. I agree. So mm-hmm. now you're gonna now you're running into a situation with Cuadrado right wing, Lusevsky right wing, um, Bernardeski right wing, Costa right wing. So, like I said, there's got to be some kind of a, a stripping of the team in a sense. I think you yeah. got to get rid of Bernardeski and Douglas Costa. Yeah, I think those two are the ones that need to go. Um, because then you can bring in a proper right back. Yeah. And then Cuadrado can just go up there and share the time with, with yeah. Kulusevski. Because you know, it looks like four three. It looks like four three three is going to be the name of the game for the next uh, at yeah. least season. Uh, yeah. If Sadi says so. Yeah. No, I I I love Douglas Costa. Um. But he's just too injury prone. Um, right. There's been inconsistencies from him. Um, so Bernardeski and Douglas Costa to me are just yeah. send him out. I get agree. Money for them and invest into a right back. I think a right back is very much needed. Um, a left back. If we bring Pellegrini back, he should be the backup. Obviously, to Sandro. Um, Right, right back. We already discussed that. Our our center defense. You know, we I think we're good there with center backs. Rugani can fuck off for all I care. Um, midfield is a big line, like big revamp needed in the midfield, and we need a proper striker, um, yeah. someone that can do that hold up play and someone that can offer something different. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, seventy fourth Cuadrado comes on, but you know, after that, it just became like a chaos theory. Uh, chaos in, in motion, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying too much. No yeah. one's thinking about what they're doing. Uh, no one wants to make the right runs. No one wants to make the right pass. Yeah, that's no exactly. one wants I read, to pick the right shot. I read it all. There's no consistency in play. There's no flow or creativity. You know, 78th Ronaldo skies it. 
80th minute Quadrado takes way too long to make the cross and flubs it. Then you have um, 87th minute, you know, Dybala goes in the box, kind of falls. I didn't think it was a foul or anything like that. It would, that would have been harsh to give that as a penalty. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of that. That whole part. It just from, starts spiraling down, basically. From seventy from 75 to 9. And then you have, obviously, Udinese taking their chances when they, yeah. can't, when they get the ball. And, you know, we're trying so damn hard, and everyone's exhausted. And, you know, we get to the 90th minute. We get to the 92nd minute. And, you know, Fofana and I think, you know, Udinese just outwill four players. Yeah. Um, Matuidi, I believe, just gets the ball off of him first. Um, then you have obviously Alexandro coming back. Um, uh, he gets out muscled by Fofana. And then basically he goes inside out on on uh on Delict and then fires mm-hmm. the shot. Yeah. You know, I think what? tech I think tech should have also done better on that too. Like Exactly. I I, I think you know, at the end of the day. The team was gassed. They were trying to go for the win. They knew what was at stake. Um, this was inevitable, I think. Uh, we were we were basically trying to do anything we could. We were doing stupid. We were expending so much energy. Yeah. And just the whole team was gassed at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it just took like a little bit of luck and a little bit of magic. And, you know, they go down the field. And like, this is kind of one of the questions I asked, though. I mean... Obviously, Tex made a lot of great saves for us, right? To your point. Mm-hmm. He's made quite a few great saves. But when have you seen Tech really make... Like, if you look at Buffon's career, right? There's been moments where, even in this run, where he's making, like, two, three... And I'm not saying they're comparable, right? Because I don't think they're comparable at all. No. Um, I think Buffon is just on another level. I think Tech is a really great keeper. But I don't think he'll ever come close to what Buffon achieved, or even like in terms of skill wise, I don't think he's on the yeah. same level mm-hmm. or even awareness. Uh, and that's something I don't like. I don't like that he's not really, he's vocal, but he's not vocal in, in with that carries that kind of respect that, that a Buffon did. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Buffon earned that with being, with having the career he had oh, and winning no, the World Cup, right? Yeah. But so it's a little bit tough to say that. But I mean, I don't like how he commands his, his line, but really. Like you said, you know, Tech saves that, you know, and sure, it's a 1-1. I guess it's not really that much different between, you know, 1-1 and 2-1 is really the one point, and we still need to win the the next game anyways. But mm-hmm. I don't see, you know, like this guy making two or three game-changing saves when, when we really need it. Like, I've, I've noticed times where it's like, he should have saved that. Like, you look, yeah. think, of it, think of it like this. Milan, yes, it does bounce off Rugani. It does deflect off Rugani, beats him short side. Mm-hmm. You got to make that save. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then he'll go and he'll make like spectacular, like free kick saves, like in the last game against Lazio when Savic, you know, hits it at the end there and 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 almost ties the game up. So, I mean, but to me, I I think that's kind of what's lacking um, is this really this ability to just be like. This is going to save our ass. We've kind of played like shit. And the opportunity to make the save is there, but it's just, he just doesn't get quite to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he dove the one way, and I'm like, like you said, I, I think he could have made a better effort on it. No, I, I definitely agree that he, like I said, he should have he should have saved it, in my opinion. Um, in terms of Tech and his career, uh, we have to see how much he's grown, number one. 
you know, he was at Arsenal and he used to make blunders almost every single game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, he went to Roma and I was like, lol, they're signing some shit of a keeper. And he was the one of the best keepers in Serie A. And, you know, when we picked him up, I was a bit shocked because I think around that same time we were all linked with GGO, like Donnarumma. Yep. You know, there's a talk about him and everything like that. And we get Wojciech all of a sudden. Um, yep. And then I was like, is he even going to settle for being a backup? Because that's right. what he was signed up for. Uh, and, you know, I, I respect that he he was there for it. I think he learned a lot for Roma. He learned a lot at Juventus. <sighs> so, uh, to your point, if there are moments where he is needed, I think he has been there. He has been somewhat inconsistent from time to time. I do agree where there are some things where he, I'm like, oh, man, he should have saved that. Um or like, damn, like a goalkeeper should be better in that situation. Not necessarily with, you know, conceding a goal, but decision-making. Um, you know, and, and that comes with time. It comes with experience, obviously. Um, but, you know, at the same time, when he's needed, he's been there for us. He's been there in some very big, crucial moments. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm thinking of, like, several games in my mind right now that it's like, fuck me up, and I, it's not like coming to my mind like literally the games but i'm i'm seeing the saves happen in my mind yeah um, so it's happened before um yeah. could he be more consistent yes should we be worried about the goalkeeper position no because that should be the least of our worries right now we are covered with Wojciech and and buffon for another year yeah. i think we're covered in that direction oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not worried when it comes down to goal. I never even look at who's starting as goalkeeper. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's because oh, yeah. either That's... it's either Tech or it's either Buffon. I have my trust in the both of them. So I'm like, okay, whoever starts starts. It's it's a matter of rotation or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, but then when when you know when Pinsogio starts getting in there, then I'll be then everyone will notice. Then, <laughs> then everyone will notice. I hope he plays the next two games, man. I do. Um, I do. He's not I played do. a single game. Um, he's not playing yeah. this game, and 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 I really, he's like he's like I think we 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 pay him to be the third string, and but we pay him mainly to be the hype man because yeah. if you realize every single goal scored, he is the first one to be with the player that scored, and yeah. the players are the first one to run to him when they score. So he's he's a hype man if anything, and and it's great. I mean, you need that locker room presence, so. Yeah, you know, I think he's obviously happy, settled into that role of not playing. Um, but no, Tech, Tech and Buffon are, are you know the way to go. Obviously, Tech could do better. Um, to your point, he's not going to be a Buffon. Uh, he's Wojciech Chesney, and uh, I think he himself said that I'm not yeah. going to be Buffon. I'm going to be me. Yeah, uh, and I think he's come in clutch in several moments. I think the Roma game, for example, that's one of them. I, I think it was last year that Roma game where he saved the 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 the, the yeah, shot I know which one Patrick Sheik. Yeah, you know. So there have been moments like that, but in this specific situation, he should have done better. Uh, I think he should have done much better in this specific situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess we're we're scratching at. Uh... Uh, at, at, at a, uh, a topic that you know when you're successful you you, you have the luxury of doing that yeah. 
Yeah. I just I've noticed some, you know, a little bit, you know, even you know, we get that we give him that extension, and um, you know, having the luxury, like I said, of Buffon is kind of skewing my mind a little bit because yeah. you know you can't necessarily expect, like you said, he's himself, he's not Buffon. So I think, you know, when you keep thinking back to that and then you're like, okay, he's making all these ridiculous saves and, and he's bailing us out. And don't get me wrong, Buffon's had his share, his share of mistakes as well. Like, I'm not trying to say that he, that Tech is the only one, but, you know, I've, I don't know what it is. It, there's something about it that I think... Yeah, uh, I think... I think what, like, even with the penalties, like we we're, the penalties, we haven't seen a lot of, you know, saves. I believe we've had like 11 penalties scored against us this year. Um, as of yeah, as of obviously this game, I think. I, I think I think what you're you're really missing in tech, and and I think the point that you're trying to bring up is that leadership, um, yeah. in him, and where he obviously used to seeing Buffon because right. he was our captain. You know, he's still a captain in my mind. He's still a captain yeah. in my heart. You know, it, yes, I completely agree with you on that part where it comes down to the communication and commanding their their line and everything like that, calling things out, yelling at the team. Like, yeah. Buffon used to yell at, at at the defenders. Like, if yeah. they ever let anything, not even true, where he had to save it, he used to yell. He used to yell shit like, I shouldn't be having to save this. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be having to do all these things. So and you, you know, and I mean, you hear you hear him yell. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I've heard, oh. I've, I've heard Tech yell. Yeah. Like, now that there's no fans, like you're definitely yeah. hearing. Like I know when he's making the call. It just every time I hear it, I'm just like, it's not the same. I don't know what it is in my mind, and maybe I'm just yeah. making something a mill. I'm like making this a molehill, but uh, something. Of, yeah, like honestly, I don't know what it is, but it's just a little. So I, I wanted to bring up, but it's like, oh well, yeah, I mean, it's, I, and again, I, it's nothing really that's important. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it doesn't. Something doesn't happen oh, yeah. where now, now that you, you brought know, it up, you know. But, um, um, no, but it's a valid point because I was talking to Al about this in, in the podcast I did with him is that us Juventini are, we were spoiled with Buffon. We were yeah. spoiled with a midfield of Pogba, Vidal, Marquisio and Pirlo. So we use those as our like flagships. Better, so yeah. how, many, how many times have you said this season, this midfield is not like MVP? Yeah. I'm sure it's maybe you've not necessarily said it, but it's come to your mind where right. shit like this guy's not like Pogba or damn it, this is like Pirlo wouldn't have done that. We use them as our flagship players. Yeah. Ramsey was brought in. The first thing I thought was, oh, he's gonna live up to Marquisio, hopefully. Like that's what we compare it to. Yeah. So us Juventini, we're used to seeing those types of things, and it's gonna happen when Kilini leaves. It's gonna happen when right. when you know a certain players leave, certain leaders leave. Yeah. Because you know that that's what they were. Our midfield, besides Pogba, in my opinion, Marquisio, Vidal, and Pirlo led that. They bossed that midfield. Yeah. You know, Pogba was able to be Pogba at Juventus because he always knew he had at least two of those three at the back covering his ass. Yeah. You know, he could do whatever he wanted and then you had Vidal and Pirlo or Vidal and, and Marquisio or Pirlo, whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. You had that covering. So I think we have spoiled ourselves. We have this bad habit. I do it as well. Where yeah. we reference the past a lot. Where we're like, ah, oh, Buffon was like this. Tech needs to be yeah. more commanding. And... and and, you know, Del Piero used to do this. Dybala needs to be like that. No. Dybala is Dybala. 
Del Piero is Del Piero. This is our midfield, the cards we play with. That's tech. Yeah. That's how we have to do it. And you know what? I mean, yes, he can do, do better. I think he's still, he's obviously, and I think you agree with me 100%. Yeah. He's decision moving forward. Um, like, there's no doubt that 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 is the position least of our concerns. Right. right. That, that, that goalkeeping decision or that goalkeeping uh, position. But I do see where you, you're trying to bring it up. And I think we're discussing it a lot because it, it's an interesting topic to talk about when it comes right. down to it. But it's really not the big concern. No, but I also no, not give, at all. I also want to give credit to Fofana. Like, he took advantage of the situation. I want to give credit to Udinese. I want to give credit to Fofana. He, he, you know, juked the players he needed to juke. He pulled it off. He scored the goal. Udinese won. I mean, it is what it is. Um but I, I don't want to take credit away from Fofana or a player that really busted himself to to right. score like that. I'm not going to say, oh, he scored because the keeper did, didn't say wasn't it. good enough. Yeah, oh, Fofana really that was a beautiful, oh, yeah. good goal. Yeah, like I said, he took advantage you know, of the situation. Credit, exactly, he took advantage of the situation. Credit where you know credits to you. All right, so let's get into obviously this new segment. Obviously, three up, three down. Um, obviously, our best players on the on the day, and obviously the the three that you would you know, drop down the three worst, essentially. So for me, pretty obvious. Bernardeschi was just inexistent. Um, and Ramsey was just not up to standard in that game at all. And now I'm starting to question, is this a guy that we need to, you know, move on? Or is this something that, you know, maybe he's just not getting it and it's just not working. And, you know, again, yeah. something where I'm sure there's another team that could use him. I'm sure there's another team that would want him and, you know, move him on. My third piece is kind of a collective piece. Um, basically, everyone as a defensive unit was mm. just atrocious in this game. I mean, literally, there could have been easy scenarios where we could have gotten out of those, uh, you know, mistakes that we made, and then the game is completely different. Um, mm. I would also even like to honorable mention our attack at the end was just literally seemed like us running with our head cut off, yeah, um, and just like doing nothing really. Um, I think the best players you got to look at, I think Rabio had a really good game. I think I would give Benton a lot of credit, uh, for that game. And I think, um, kind of last two, obviously Delict is, you know, always, you know, kind of on there. Um, but I think Dybala again, kind of like if he doesn't play that game, yeah, uh, it's completely different. Um, yeah. Like uh, you look at Lazio, I think even in this one, same thing. Just, you know, he's always on, man. He's yeah, always on. Um, yeah, for me, I think, I, you know, the bottom three. I have Berna, Ramsey, Rugani. Um, yeah. Rugani is just not the player. He's used to be at, you know, Empoli days where zero yellow cards. He was an amazing defender and all that. It's just, I, I think we expected a lot from him and wasn't maybe given the opportunity with Allegri, like we mentioned earlier. Or, you know, he flopped with Allegri and just now he's just not doing well. In terms of my top three, I would go like, you know, Dybala, Rabio, and um, Montes. Um, Bentancur, honorable mention, but I think he still lacks creativity. Um, we needed okay. that creative. I, I think we needed that creative spark. He does well holding things together, which is, you know, what you need. But you also need that creative spark. Uh, and I think he's lacking that just a bit. Um, you know, the midfield as a whole unit should, you know, be launching good passes, good balls. Like right. 
stop this piatage bullshit of going left and right. Help pay me that money. I'll stand there and blast the yeah. ball left and right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, uh, that's what Pjanic has been doing. It was today, actually, where, you know, he, he shunned through with, with the assist to to Ronaldo. And then, um, you know, he had a good ball to, to Higuain um, right after, like in the first half. So, you know, those are the balls that, that we need from, from Bentancur or from Pjanic or Arthur for whatever he's being brought in for, or like whatever role he's being brought in for. Right. And yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think you're you're spot on. I think this was kind of a wash too. Um, this game, it was kind of like everyone was done. I, yeah. I think that's why you kind of saw the midfield the way it was, and and every, the heads weren't really screwed on properly uh, for this game. Um, let's get into obviously the post match comments. Sadi obviously saying it's undeniable that it is now difficult to be physically efficient for ninety minutes. Matches are strange and have no definite logic. Uh, we must learn from this lesson. I'm not yet looking forward to the Champions League. Obviously, in the long run, the absence of Kalini made itself felt. Even if not much was said about it, it would have been more than helpful. The season went like this and we must go further. Obviously, we have Iguain out because of an injury and he could have solved a game like this. You cannot appeal to injuries. However, there have been many. Um, and a couple other things. Um you know, in today's game, we lost order. Went to win at all costs, and we started to get messy. I mean, pretty much, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, a bunch of things that that we've all we've kind of talked yeah. about earlier. Um, he also goes on to say, you know, thirty-eight goals conceded. He was obviously brought up in an interview. Uh, obviously, twelve penalties were against us. Sorry, not a uh, and it's a number that the big teams don't usually suffer. So, kind of leaning on. You know, we've we, we've had these, you know, handballs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't know. Pretty straightforward. I don't know necessarily about how they can't stay mentally focused for 90 minutes, especially. I know we played a lot of games, but I it's... think it's uh, the schedule, man. Like, I, so I'll give you an example of myself. I used to play a lot. I used to play professionally for a while and then busting my ACL twice. But um, yeah, it was horrible. But, um, you know, when I used to play and we had a weekly schedule, mentally, you could refresh your mind. You were able to refresh your mind. When you're playing games every three days, yeah. it does get exhausting. And it, 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 you might be physically fit because it's your, your job to be in that physical state, but your body can only go so much and your mind can also only go so much. Like, Everest spoke about it yeah. in an interview once where he said you need to be not only mentally fit, but physically fit, but mental matters so much. You need to have a championship mentality and it gets difficult. And, and, and if training is as rigorous as Evra has said and other players have said, imagine going through all of that every single day between three like games every three days, you know what I right. mean? So yeah. it, it, there is that mental strain that it takes on you, in my opinion. I've been oh, through yeah. it before. Um but I feel like it's, you know, we've heard it way too many times. Um, the COVID schedule is not helping no. uh, physicality and mentally. Um, so, you know, I, I think there are points that we had discussed already in regards to post-match comments. We discussed it just now while we were talking. The different things that, you know, could have been or sh- should have been. Um, but I think 
Sari does have work to do in terms of locker room management. Uh, I think that's not necessarily his biggest strength. Right. Uh, whereas, you know, Conte and Allegri would, you know, they had balls. Like, they would yell. I don't know what Sari is like in the locker room. But, right. you, you know, Conte, still today, even with Inter, he's, he, he displays his emotion. Allegri wasn't like that much, but he still did it. Like, I still remember, I always bring it up, he fucking ripped his jacket off when, yep. when you know, we conceded a penalty in the 90th minute or whatever. That's the Grinta, and I don't see that physically in Sari when, and, and don't get me wrong, he might be like that in the locker room. But I think it's, you know, it's a commanding thing to have. My boy always just chewing on the end of a cigarette butt. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I love, did you see, it's, by the way, it's off topic completely. Did you see the, the photos today of him with the champagne bottle, shaving cream, and the cigarette in his mouth? Dude, that's my mister. That's my coach. That's my manager. <laughs> he can't, he can't, he can't curb the habit, I guess. <laughs> Oh, even, when, so- even when you win the scudetto, you still can't. Uh, you still can't curb that one. I guess I don't know, man. That's just weird. Like you no, think uh, you you think he would. Uh, he's got to drop that habit, or else he's going to be in a world of hurt. And uh, when when I mean, he's he's an older guy as it is, but you know. Yeah. I want to yeah. bring up also, you know, Paratici was talking at the end. Uh, at the end, you know. Uh, or I think it was at the beginning of the game, one of the two. Um, he, they were talking, obviously, about, uh, you know, the club and whatnot. And they, he said at the end of the year when the balance sheets are drawn up, which I'm surprised they haven't drawn up the balance sheets already because isn't the financial term done by now? But anyways, um, all of the clubs say that they've achieved their goals, but nobody says that their goal was the championship. So if nobody wants it, we take it willingly. I mean, I mean, you can't... See, what pisses me off is they act like everyone else, like, chokes and then, like... We say our goal is like the Champions League and then like somehow double back every year when it doesn't happen. Um, so that's the only thing that pisses me off about that. But it's like, okay, whatever. If you want to take the piss, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, in in a sense, to be honest, because we're, we're going to get in, obviously, we can't look forward to the next game because the game was played today. Yeah. And obviously, I'm going to be talking about that next with Maria. Uh, obviously, that is well known, obviously, for her TikTok account and obviously <laughs> online on Twitter. But um, so we'll talk about that actual game in a bit. But uh, yeah, like in a sense, does not does winning more Scudetti not cheapen it a little bit? You know, after a while, like let's say let's say you go and you win for thirty years in a row, right? What does that mean essentially? You know, it means it means the competition in the league is not good. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, like to me, I, I, I think the more we go in this, like, the more we go without actually winning a Champions League, really cheapens the fact that we keep winning the league. Like, I mean, because you you look at the teams choking, and don't get me wrong, it's a hell of an achievement. But like, I think we rest on our laurels. Like, we say, oh, it's it's a miracle what Agnelli did, and I mean, and then I'm like, but do you really think it is a miracle? I mean, we have we're one of the only teams that have our own stadium in Italy. We're the, one of the only teams that have such a massive backing by, you know, their parent, their owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have a bunch of teams that are just a bunch of chokers that have no real winners on it that we can come back and have discussed this before. We've come back from 12th place. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 
you know, you look at this year, we didn't even seem like we wanted to win it. Even last year, at moments towards the end, we didn't seem like we wanted to win it. I mean, uh, I mean, I want what I want to mention though. What helped us a lot was Lazio screwing up. Lazio yeah. screwed up big. And don't like, get me wrong, we'll get into the, we'll get into the good stuff and yeah. we'll talk about the success. But just you know, I've, I've I think that. I I understand your side of it, but I think personally, for me, winning a scudetto will never get old. It's right. a feeling. It's a feeling that you know. You play that over thirty-eight games. You play that over almost an entire year. Um, you know, it's it, it'll never get old, in my opinion. It's a great feeling to be champions of Italy. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. If you know, oh, they win it thirty years in a row, or fifteen, whatever you want to say, they win it so many times in a row, but we don't win Champions League. Doesn't that cheapen it? Um, I I don't agree with that because I think the competition in the league is just not at par when it comes down to, you know, players and stuff like that. And yeah, I do agree that, you know, we're the only team in, in, in Italy with a stadium or one of the only teams with a stadium. We have the backing financially by, you know, we have big financial backing. Yes, right. I agree with all that. But the competition itself, like, you know, I was happy that I saw Milan play like that. I'm happy Milan are doing well. Like, when it comes out to that point where you're happy that you're having competition, it just goes to show that the league as a whole needs to get better. Right. So, so doesn't that, like, you know what I'm saying? You I see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I like, just hit the because, realization because now. I, 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 agree, I agree what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying winning Scudetti is old. Like, that's not yeah. my point. That's not my point of contention right now. Um, my point is... You know, you look at a league that we thought this year they were getting better. And it, they did, in a sense, mm -hmm. if you want to say it. Uh, it was a little bit closer. Um, but I don't know. I just, I think it just, it's it's not a great look when you have these leagues like this. Like, I mean, as an owner of a club, right? If you're in a year where you're or in, in, a, in a, you know, era where you're taking advantage of a league that isn't there. And then you don't financially back it in a way where you could really, you know, you should be really just focusing on Champions League. And I think, to be honest, we've made such excuses for why, you know, this is, oh, it was the luck of the draw or this or a foul or a penalty in the last minute. I just think there's way too much, you know, not malpractice, but there's... There, there's not enough responsibility the club takes in their own, you know, like everything's fine. Everybody's making money. Who cares? We're winning Scudetti. Well, I, yeah, I think I think that's just more for the public eye um, versus it being, um, you know, we don't know what we don't know what's going on in the locker rooms. Obviously, we don't know what's going on in management and everything like that. Um, obviously, as a as a manager, an owner, whatever it is, it's frowned upon if you go into a press conference and you're like, oh yeah, we had Champions League as a goal, we didn't achieve it because of, you know, we played shitty, for example. You need to phrase things in a way where it makes your club still look professional. Yes, but... When you okay, but think about it like this: If you say every year you're like, you know what, I'm gonna make X amount of dollars, right? 
and every year you fall short. What looks more credible? What what sounds more professional? Hustle me, harder. <laughs> me, me, no, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, what what yeah. looks more professional? You coming out and throwing a face onto the media, which they know you're you're BSing the whole time, anyways, because you know, really, everyone everyone sees the product on the pitch. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like these games are played behind closed doors. Everybody knows what's going on on the field. Yeah. So at the end of the day. For you to come out at the beginning of the season and say, yes, you know, we need to, we're going to act like a brand and this, you know, that's kind of the, that's what we got to start looking at. I mean, don't get me wrong. Let's celebrate this, you know, ninth straight, unbelievable. But, you know, there's a certain point where you got to start looking, you know, at other things. Like you celebrate like any good team does. And then you move on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, it's like in, to me, like in hockey or in football, American football or whatever. You win that game, you win the playoff game, you celebrate. Okay, now let's get back to work. Yeah. You know, this is Juventus. You know, winning doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to be keep thinking about the next thing we're winning. Vincere è la unica cosa yeah. che conta. Exactly, man. So it's like, it's almost like we get in this like little like clouded bubble and then everything goes and then we kind of go back, we get back to it. Yeah. Uh, or obviously because Champions League at this point would have been. You know, we would have known if we were out or not. Yeah. Uh, if if everything was normal, right? So I mean, well, we would have been playing what the Euro Cup would have been over as well. Should well, exactly, right? So it would have been a little. Bit, obviously, we're in a little bit different times. Yeah, it's a very different, weird, weird times. So now we can look at and say, okay, well, now we know what our next objective is. Now everyone can kind of collectively so look now, towards that. Now I have a question for you. Go ahead. Uh, after Lyon game, should we progress? Which hopefully we do. We should. Um. Games are going to be one leg only. Do you think we are going to do better in a situation like that or not? I don't know, man. It really depends who we play. I mean, if we're playing Man City next, let's just say, hypothetically. Yeah. Or if we're playing, okay, either or. If we're playing Madrid or we're playing Man City. I think Man City we got. Like, I don't know what it is. Um... I just don't think English teams are very, like, they look all this, like, they look ferocious. It's almost like you're looking at a tiger, but they have, like, the heart of a chicken. Uh, <laughs> the courage of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. like, I don't see them, like, they're all bark but no bite. Um, mm-hmm. And they look really good. And I just think Guardiola is just fraudiola in a sense i don't know why everybody wants this guy so badly i guarantee you he would have thrown a tantrum and would have been crying if 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 that he wouldn't be he wasn't getting his right signings if he was our coach this year yeah Uh, that's just my opinion i mean the guy like you said he spent over a billion just to get and he still hasn't won a champions league that in Mm -hmm. itself just shows me you're incapable you you walked you were in a perfect scenario at barcelona um Everything came together perfectly. Um, so I think that's I think that's possible. Real Madrid, I think, would be a little bit different um, because of the Ronaldo factor. Um, yeah. And I just I'm tired of playing Real Madrid, so I really don't <laughs> hope we don't have to play those guys yeah, again. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, I think we are going to have a tough... We're on the tough side of the spectrum. Um, oh, exactly, because then Bayern next? Like, let's say yeah. we, let's say potentially it's Bayern next. Like, It'll be Bayern next, and then it'll be either PSG or Atalanta, in my opinion. Uh, in I, the, think, I, I think Atletico's got a show, too, because they... 
they can play those like gritty like true i mean the one zero game zero fixtures, games the one game fixtures are really you know it works in their favor it'll be interesting to see i mean typically we perform better over the two legs um not the one so we'll see how it goes maybe it'll help that it's in you know a neutral stadium maybe it'll help that it's in portugal where you know with ronaldo i i don't know but uh we'll see how it goes i'm looking forward to it i think i think it's either you know give me the l like just give it to me already or right away. <laughs> or you know let's catch the dub like that's kind of where we're at with this i mean anything can happen like i said it's really but I like I said to me, Bayern is a tough test because oh, Bayern will be very difficult. I think if we progress that's... through Man City or Madrid, Bayern will be uh, the toughest team to play because they have been informed. Lewandowski is just ruthless in front of goal, absolutely ruthless in front of goal. It's a shame the Ballon d'Or is not happening this year. You would have won it, in my opinion. Um, well, I, I don't know if you would have won it because you know how fucking... Yeah, true. I mean, he would have been top three. I that mean, bullshit if, works. If they did this correctly, he would have been top three for sure because he but, has been ruthless this season. Yeah, no, I definitely think he should have won it. I think he's definitely been the best player so far. Um, yeah, I definitely agree that he should. they, they should be giving that out. I think it's a crock of shit. And yeah. they're trying to like... They're trying to mask because Ronaldo... Well, I mean, Ronaldo's been good, but I don't think he's been great. Um... And that's kind of funny saying it with 31 goals, obviously. Um, and Chino had to go ahead and score a hat trick to screw yeah, up. Exactly. The next well, two games, Ronaldo is going to stay. Play me. Ronaldo is going to want to play. Well, exactly, exactly. And it's like, honestly, I don't care. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Capo Carinieri, whatever. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a personal thing. As a you know? as a Juve fan, I could give a rat's ass to be honest if he oh, wanted yeah, or not of course. I mean, if he wanted or not it's, it's not it's like whatever but i think it's more of like a personal thing for him to to achieve you know okay this is his second season he's achieved 30 plus goals already now yeah. he wants to win top scorer of the league you know oh just win um, top scorer of the champions league and that's good enough for me and win the even, champions league that's all i care about <laughs> that's even better for me if we win the champions league this year i told al if we win the champions league this year I'm going to do the Ronaldo hair. That's why I've grown it out. I've grown it out. I have long enough hair to do the Ronaldo hair. So, yeah, man, do it. Let's do uh, it. Let's, uh, let's get, yeah. I think I'm going to do, you know, I got to get those. I've been seeing all these Del Piero, like, sideburn. No, then. <laughs> going. I think we got to oh, get this going. I think we got to get back, this going. Bring it back again. Oh, oh but he's had, he's, had, he's had some pretty interesting ones. I mean. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, had he's the had one some... with, like, the spike coming out. Like, I can't yeah. remember that. So yeah, gonna, I remember. And the weird goatee, like the goatee and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. We gotta yeah, bring that back. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could pull it off, but <laughs> quarantine, man. It's like maybe the best time to try this shit out. Social. Yeah, I, I was, I was gonna say you're not gonna run into into anyone for a little while now, at least. So. <laughs> I mean, it's 2020, man. It's been a dry year. Might as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, let's get into. Obviously, you know, we'll talk. There's been a couple of questions that obviously we're throwing out. Yeah. Yeah. Go for um, but uh, obviously, who's your MVP of the season? Israel, um, Israel from Rocco Fasano, obviously, yeah, uh, yeah co-founder absolutely. of uh, Bianconetti YYZ, and uh, yeah. I thank him. I thank him for you know putting that out there. So appreciate it, yeah. Rocco. Um, Matthias de Ligt for me. I, I spoke about it earlier. Um, I mean, Ronaldo and Dybala are good shouts, um, honorable mentions, but Matthias. 
I mean, Ronaldo obviously scored the 31 goals. We wouldn't right. we wouldn't have won the league without him. But we would have been in shambles uh, defensively without the lift. Uh, he started off rough, but he's he's become a, a flagship name in the team, and he's already tw- he's only 20. Just for a season, and he's the first person I would put in my starting lineup defensively. So to that's, me, Matthias the lift MVP for me. Yeah, that's a good show. I think I gotta go Dybala just because from where he came, like from yeah. where he was at day one at this season, and now where he is now. Um, I think I agree 100. percent Incredible. I think defenders always gonna defenders always kind of get screwed in that. Con- like obviously, besides the you know Twitter yeah. world, and obviously the fans talking about. You know, defenders always get screwed in that kind of conversa- conversation of MVP because it's not like they're going to be scoring the majority of the yeah. goals. I mean, they can put up a good tally, but, you know, it would be pretty shocking if the defender was the the, the difference maker every game offensively, right? So I think, you know, Dybala's had an unbelievable season. Leave the stats to the side because I, I don't think it tells the whole story. Yeah. Um, even though he scored, he scored quite a bit and yeah, assisted he scored quite a, lot a bit as well. Than, he scored and assisted a lot more than last year. I mean, it's also what he brings to the pitch mentally. Like Dybala, exactly. you know, we've seen it. I mentioned it before. He's such a game changer. Well, come on, 60th minute, all of a sudden it's like a new, a new gear is like a, oh, yeah. a switch has been flipped. You yeah. know. Um, so he does have it in him. He doesn't give up. He really, really like portrays that fino alla fine mentality, which is something I love about him. Um, but I think you know, the lift is just my shout for it. He's amazing, amazing. I think it's a great. I think that's a great choice. Um, I I can't really disagree with that. I think it's it's fair. It would be a fair shout if yeah. that were to be the case. Um, obviously, next question: Will Ronaldo break Iguain's record? Obviously, will he pass Lewandowski? Obviously, now looking at it, because we're a little bit ahead, yeah. in, ahead in time, um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Higuain's record was 36, right? I believe that's so correct. So, he needs five in two games? Yes. It, uh, I, I'd lead more towards no, but never say never with Ronaldo. True enough. Could be a it could and be. A I blow. would lead more towards no. Chido, Chido Immobile obviously has a better chance of breaking it. Because uh, he's at 34. Um, but I think ne- I'm leading towards no, but never say never with Cristiano. Yeah. And then I think Lewandowski was what? Was he? I wasn't 100% sure of how close they were. I don't see it happening. Like this season, how many he scored? Yeah. Well, I, I think there's a certain percentage they take out of it because of, uh, you know, the different leagues uh, have different coefficients or whatever. I'm not sure if Germany has the same... Uh, I'm pretty sure they got the same coefficient. But... I'm genuinely curious how many goals he's scored. So he's got 34 now. Okay, he's got 34 goals. I mean, uh, yeah, and Bundes. Okay, yeah. Um, can he beat Lewa? Um, I mean, again, never say never. Uh, if he's able to pull it off, um, amazing. Absolutely amazing. But then again, there have been so many times where I'm just amazed with, with what Ronaldo can produce sometimes. So Exactly. And I think, yeah, I think that that would be incredible. I mean, I think Immobile is in the pole position right now. Yeah. Um, because really, he only, I think, needs the one goal. And uh, he needs two to tie. I think he has 36. He's going at 36. And uh, Immobile oh, has no, 34 I mean, goals. In terms of uh, goals oh, and boots. Oh, oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, you beat it. I so I think I think he's in pole position unless he has yeah. two stinkers in a row. Which I, think, I mean, who? I mean, maybe it's possible, but I think if Lazio gets any penalty, it'll go straight to Immobile to take. Oh yeah. Um, any opportunity that they can give him, I think they will, um, because at this point they know they're gonna end up, you know, not winning. Yeah. So they'll maybe they'll be like, oh, we can help them out. Oh, you never know, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's obviously another question. I think it's pretty, you know, important. Whose scudetto is this? You know, Dybala's scudetto. You know, a lot of people like to associate, you know, certain seasons with a player. Is it Saturday's scudetto? Um, is it the fan Scudetto? Is it, you know, I think this is COVID Scudetto. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, good, good, good question. Um, I think, I think it's difficult to say this is Sari Scudetto because he, the mentality and everything is still not instilled into it. Yeah. I am so happy that he won. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Um, I think he deserves it after all the years that he's played. I mean, uh, coach or managed. I'm very happy that he won. Um, he Especially deserved. how close they got with Napoli, at least. Exactly. Right? So I'm very happy. You know, that video of, of him and Chelsea with the medal and looking at it always touches my heart. Uh, you know, seeing him smile. Everyone's like celebrating off to the side and he's just looking at the medal and smiling. It really goes to show that, it, you know, he's put hard work into it. Is it Sari Scudetto? I don't think so. Uh, if we were to associate it with anyone, I would go with Ronaldo just because of his goal scoring this season. See, I think, you know, I'm going to take it a little bit of a different approach. Hmm. Um, I think this is our Scudetto. I think this is the fan Scudetto. Fair I enough. think this is for everybody who's been through a hard time through the past whatever months. Yeah. I think this is for all the people that have been, you know, going back and forth on Twitter. How shitty we've actually kind of played. Yeah. And I think it's nice for everyone to now be like, let's celebrate. Let's party. Yeah. We won the ninth. Okay. We've been kind of trash, but you know what? Who cares? Fuck it. A win's a win. Yeah. Win's a win at this point. You know, we're nine straight and Mm -hmm. now we can go for 10 straight. Yeah. Um, And now a little bit of a little bit of a weight has been lifted off the shoulders. Um, But because obviously with the past you know, month not knowing how it was going to go uh, and obviously some scares in between. But no, I think this is for us, man. I think, you know, you know, Ronaldo's won enough. It, he doesn't need this credited to him. Yeah. You know, Dybala, I think I would have given it. Sarri Scudetto, like you said, I think he can't. It's nice the moment that it is his first, yeah. but uh, too much kind of back and forth to really give it to him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think this is for us. I mean, the past two years have been hectic, man. Yeah, it has. Even, it really th- has. even, even three, if you look at it. Uh, yeah. There's been a lot, you know, the Allegri out movement, the, you know, the whole drama of who's <laughs> aye, the aye. coach. And yeah. you know, obviously, you know, losing Cardiff and then coming back and, you know, the games against Madrid. I, th- I think this is all, you know, this is all for us, guys. And, and we got to enjoy it. Like you said, yeah, no, you, don't know when it's gonna, you don't know when it's going to end. You yeah. don't know when it's going to continue. Every, um, every Scudetto, in my opinion, needs to be savored. Like, oh, yeah. we, we are Juventus fans. A lot of us, you know, you know, our age that have been fans for a while, we've been through some hell with this team. Like, we've been through 
Culture Poly, we went through the, right. the, the years afterwards with the banter and, you know, that I'll still never forget that title. It was like the team able to masturbate Juventus or some shit like that when we lost in yeah. Europa, I think it was. It was like masturbate. I was like, are you so oh, it was Juve unable to masturbate. I was like, what? Like, oh, well, Bate, that's the team, yeah. but they used. I was like, why? Why would you do that? Um, no, we've been through. We've been through a lot. Losing four 0 to Fulham. Like, I can, there's so many moments that come to mind. Um, Jorge Martinez. All these. Like, we've been through. Melo. Shit. Oh man, Melo. Oh, man. And we've been through shit. And I think, I think we uh, deserve it as fans. I think we should savor it. And I'm happy. You know, congratulations to you. Congratulations to everyone listening. Even though we. We're not discussing the game that we yeah. wanted in. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's a good shout to say congratulations because the season has been hell. So relax for the next two games because the Champions League now is going to be the real roller coaster. <laughs> yep, exactly, and that's the, that's kind of what Rocco touches on next. So obviously not how do you approach the next three games because obviously we played today, yeah. but you know how do you approach the next two games? You know, is there going to be some kind of special prep for UCL? Or, or, you know, is there going to be a massive rotation? Obviously, Ronaldo's going to be yeah. pushing to get those goals, right? So, um, um, I think, how do you see it? I think rotate to some extent. Allow uh, the players that need a rest to rest. So, fuck it. Rest Alessandro because he needs it. Um, you know, rest De Ligt because of his shoulder injury. Rest, rest Dybala because of the tie today. Rest right. the players that need it because of their injuries or whatever they're, they're nursing. But still rotate them in if they're able to. Get Chiellini right. back into form because we're going to need him for the Champions League. Even if he doesn't start, we're going to need him there should anything go wrong. Um, you know, throw in, throw in some of the guys that you have on your UCL list. Play Demiral. Demiral needs minutes. You need to... You need to warm those legs up of those players that have not played, but also keep the legs warm of the players that have been playing. Yeah, no, I agree that's, 100%. I think that's the approach to take for the next uh, two Rotation, games. rotation, yeah. rotation. Make yeah. sure everyone's everyone's staying fit. Make sure everyone's staying, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. engaged. And I you think know, that is the moving. most important thing to do. Uh, and take these games, you know, lightly in the sense that we lose, we lose. Fuck it. We already won the Scudetto. Take this as games to play and obviously play carefully and cautiously because we cannot we cannot afford any injuries. Right. And one game at a time, guys. Yeah, no one need, game no at a time. No need to look ahead. We still yeah. need to make the we still need to beat Leon and that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, don't, I, I do have some other questions. Uh, yeah. thank you, Rafa. I appreciate it. Obviously, I wish I could have got this before. Um, we because one of the questions is, do you think we will win the Scudetto? Well, we have an epic meltdown. Well, we can confirm on this show that that well, is we not... won. We won. <laughs> epic meltdown would have happened, could have happened very, very much so. Um, and obviously, what do you think about Sadi being uh, obviously, do you think he should still be sacked or what's your opinion on um, that? I, I think Sadi should stay. I'm part of the team of him staying. I believe that he has a good. Um, mindset tactically, like in the sense that I like Sadi Ball. It took a while for it to instill at Napoli. Um, I think it can be done in at Juventus. He just needs the right players. Hopefully, we're able to supply it. I would give Sadi one more year. 
Um, and if he's unable to do it, then I will consider sacking. Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. Um, Umaid from the WhatsApp group. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. again, all these guys, uh, well, barring Rocco, but um, most of us are all obviously in this group and we like to chat all the yeah. time. Um, he goes, uh, obviously, your thoughts on MDL having more goals. Obviously, we covered that before, so <laughs> check it out earlier. Um, but obviously, why can't we make a single successful cross? Is it time we finally bought some decent fullbacks? Now, I'll just start off by saying, I don't think it's the fullbacks are the problem. I just think that we don't have anyone up top to do anything yeah. with those crosses. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the fullbacks at all. Yeah. There, there, there's only one person up there that can handle those headers, and it's Ronaldo. And you can't have just one person trying to do that. If, you're, yeah. if your tactic is to push it to the wings and cross it, you need players that are able to address those crosses or meet those crosses. You're talking about uh, the Miliks. You're talking about Lewa. You're talking about... Those kinds of guys. Like, yeah. at Madrid, Ronaldo had Benzema. He had Bale, who are both good options to, right. you know, cross through. They can handle the ball well. We don't, unfortunately, have that. Dybala is short. It's, he's yeah. not, you know, it, it'll, it's not, I'm not saying it won't happen or never will happen, but you're, when you're looking for people in the box, you're looking for yeah. the big guys. And Ronaldo is the only one we have right now. If he, we had Mansukic, it would be different because Mansukic is a, you know, tower of a header. Yeah. You know, so it's a different story. Uh, I don't think it's the fullbacks. I think they should be able to cross better sometimes, yes. Um, but we should be able to, um, you know, should that be a, a, a game plan, we should be able to build off of it by, you know, purchasing the right player. Right, exactly. Exactly. And uh, guys, again, thank you for the questions. Again, I didn't. For, I tried not to forget um, to throw those in, even those last ones. Again, thank you, Rocco, for those great questions. Um, but let's get into a little bit more personal, um, kind of the last segments uh, of the show. Um, give us your most memorable Juve, maybe even most memorable Scudetto-winning Juve moment. Um, Obviously, I know we've talked about, you know, going to the stadium and, you know, I hope you get to go one day, man. It's, oh, it's, one day. One day I will. One it's day a hell of a it's a hell of a time. I can so, only imagine. Yeah, exactly. So, And I also have a lot num- obviously, I wanted to do, I thought of this before. So now we've been going up, obviously, these numbers. We're on podcast number 24. Um, let's hear who's your favorite Juve player who's worn the number 24. And I'll give you some names because you yeah, know, give me some names because not... right now Rugani is instilled into my mind. And exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was, I was gonna get. I'm like, that. I'm like, who else is worn the number twenty-four? Now there hasn't been a ton of players that have worn the number twenty-four because you know it's up there. Um, yeah. We're not talking about you know one through ten anymore, and obviously that's kind of an old school way. Obviously, you're one through your ten, but. Um, <laughs> Obviously, like you said, Rugani, number 24, current number 24. Um, Mattia Vitale was obviously war number 24. Wasim <laughs> Boy, another 24. Wasim Boy, you know, I know him. I know him. There you go, man. See, there I you go, him. number 24. Like I, I personally know him. <laughs> obviously, another big, you know, key, I would say, to the the original winning squad, Emanuele Giaccherini. Oh, Giaccherini. Obviously, oh, I, I love him. <laughs> then we've had some, you know, okay players. We've had, obviously, Ruben Oliveira, 
Emiliano Moretti, um, Raffaele Ametrano, and Marcello Zalaeta. I, I have to give it to Giaccherini. I think my mind's made. I but love Also, Enzo Maresca as well. So he was a key kind of player. He wore it, oh, I think, only for two years, but uh, he was number when, 24. When did he play? <laughs> Ooh, Maresca? Yeah. Don't you remember Maresca? Bro, I was... <laughs> oh, yeah. I know those those were those are like my younger kid years I think like um I think Giaccherini Giaccherini is I loved him I still love him I I, I, I fucking love that guy <laughs> like, oh yeah like I, mean, I I I still like till today in FIFA I I signed him as a utility player <laughs> I love it works man it works I love like, him it, it works honestly. you look um, at you look at that squad and those guys that we could bring in and yeah. It's no, just no, such that, a that, such a different feel, such a yeah. different feel. I would have to agree. I'd have to agree on that one. Um, but then, yeah, let's get back to it. You know, your 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 favorite, obviously, like I said, could be favorite, more most memorable Juve moment, or even story of, of uh, this season, or just in general. In general, I mean, I, I, there's been a lot of people who've been coming on. They've been dropping stories about going to games in obviously North America yeah. or meeting certain players, obviously um, here I, or I, there. So my okay, I maybe maybe two. tell the story about Wasim Boy. Thanks. Oh, I, I've, I've known him for a while, though. That's uh, through people. And one of my friends is his girlfriend or was his girlfriend. I don't know if they're still dating. Uh, and he's played here and stuff like that. So I know him a, a bunch of times. Um, I, I would go with two uh, moments, um, memorable moments, because I really can't distinguish that. My first game was in New York in 2011-2012 season. I have this shirt up there. I met the entire team. Um, it's crazy. I, my shirt is signed by uh, all the players of back then. That were there at least, um, yeah. you know the uh, Del Piero. I have a I have a great photo with Del Piero. He's signing my my shirt, and it ended up in like an Italian newspaper somewhere. I not Gazetta. I don't know which one it was, but I ended up in there. Um, <clears throat> I have a beautiful photo with Marquisio, with Chilini, uh, Matri. You know, so I, I, I it was great meeting them. And then I went to my first game that night at. Um, uh, uh, where uh, in Queens, I think it was MetLife Stadium or something it was called, uh, where the Mets play. We, uh, you know, watched the game there. Second memorable moment um, was uh, Tottenham versus Juventus at Wembley. Uh, I was there for that game and I was oh, sitting damn. in the Tottenham section. Uh, it was me, my cousin, and three random Juventus fans who I didn't know were Juventus fans until Iguain scored. Um, and it was just a bunch of Tottenham fans. And now I don't, I don't know if you've been to any games in England, but some of these guys are rowdy as fuck. Uh, and, 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 you know, we're sitting there watching the game, Tottenham score and, and me and my cousin are like, shit, like, fuck. You might have to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So, and, and again, we're sitting there covered up. No one knows where Juve fans, because you, you can't show that you're a Juve fan. Like you can't show your an opposing yeah. fan. So we were sitting there, like Tottenham scored. I was just sitting there. I was like, shit. Change comes in. Iguain scores. And then you know how you do that silent, like, yes. Yeah. That's what that's what me and my cousin did. We we're like, fuck yeah. And then I look to the left, because my cousin's sitting on my left. I look to the left and go, fuck yeah. And I see the other three people there. They're like, <laughs> so I looked at them. I was like, wait, are you UV fans? I pulled, I pulled my jacket down and I showed them the logo. They were like, yeah. and they pulled their jacket down too. So we're like, oh shit, there's five of us just happen to be in the same row together, it's, covering it's... us up. 
And then Dybala scored two minutes after, and we lost our shit. At that point, we didn't give a fuck if yeah. we got kicked out. I We jumped. My cousin threw his water bottle in the air. Some Tottenham fans were like, yeah, fucking wankers. And then a, a bunch of others were like, a bunch of others started recording us. The steward came and told us to calm down. Like, it was really. Crazy. Yeah, because they were like, you're not supposed to even be here. Because I started pulling my fucking jacket off, bro. I was like, I'm showing my jersey. Um, yeah, you're supposed to be in church when you go to an English yeah, game, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, so that happened. And then after the game, you know, we won. Uh, after the game, we sp- I spent like two hours outside outside of Wembley with UV fans. And we were just singing and, and yelling. And, and we were, you know, it's just toxic as hell. But we were flicking off the Tottenham fans, like, <laughs> we were having a good time. And then I, I went back home, like, around my area with a few of the Juventini. And we went to the bars, like, the local pubs and stuff. Yeah. We were drinking. We were hanging out. It was a good time. It was solid. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely a memorable experience for me <laughs> when it comes down to it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. No, like, it's... Because I, I think it's pretty far to get from... Like central London to get to Tottenham Stadium, isn't it? Like kind of um, it, it, out it's there. Wembley, it's about like a fifty-minute tube ride. Um, oh. like fifty minutes. Uh, like dip, uh, uh, on oh, game yeah, that's day, right. it was Wembley. That's right. On, that's on right. game on game day, especially because um, there's more stops sometimes, and the train is the tube is full. So yeah. if you miss one, you, which you will, I waited like six trains before I could get on to before mine. Before you could get in. Yeah. Jeez. So you, and then and that also you squeeze in, you literally squeeze in and you're just like this the entire time. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but that's but yeah, it. Oh, that's it, awesome. It was, it was, it was so much fun. It was, and my, my cousin's not even a U of A fan. He's a Chelsea fan. Uh, and he, he said, he said that was honestly, that was his first Champions League game ever as well. I had been to Champions League games before uh, in Manchester. Um, I went for a few games because um, Man City Stadium, the Etihad is always, always available. Like literally, yeah. always get seats there. And um, you know, so I've, been <laughs> so I've been to Champions League games before, but um, that that moment at Wembley was amazing. Like I think that whole experience as a whole, meeting the random UV fans and and sharing the love for the team was was great. Yeah, that's sick, man. I mean, what a perfect game to go to in your first champ for. I mean, was, yeah, exactly. is, so is he a Juve fan now or what? Did you um, convert him? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's still a big Chelsea fan, but he is very, very like Juventus follower. He follows them. That's at least, all right. So. That's all right. I mean, that's, that's like I said, that's a pretty sweet game to go to. I mean, I think I was. Oh, he, in like... he loved it. He loved it. He 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 learned the anthems and everything like that it was crazy it was such a good experience yeah and i was up north in canada burning my data trying to just listen <laughs> listen to see if we were going to go through or not because it was literally just unbelievable how that happened in the span of 10 minutes but yeah. uh, no it was it was crazy like just uh, that whole that whole, the, 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 those 10 those 5 minutes itself from yeah. and that that's oh, that shows allegri is the tactician he has that mind where yeah. you know he saw the flaws in it he put lisa Samoa on like that game changed yeah so yeah i mean it was good it was a nice experience and i think if we were going to this season uh, i watched the first the first uh, fixture of uh, inter versus juve in new york with uh, Weston, who's a really good friend of mine, um, he's on Twitter, yep. um, always talking about Bernie Sanders and and uh, 
and politics, but he's a big Juve fan. I went to watch it with him at, at um, I always forget the New York meetup place. I think it's like Kings or that might be the London place. I don't know. Um, but went there, uh, Football Factory. There you go. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Something like that. Um, and it was a nice time. Like we had a good time. Obviously, we won that game. Uh, and it was good. We were, I was there with a bunch of, again, random Juve fans, Weston, and, and, and his, his girlfriend was there as well. And it was, it was a good time. So I think those kind of summarize my memorable moments. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's those, that's, that's some great storytelling yeah, there. Um, sure. so I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on cash. Oh, no, um, thank you for having me. And, and again, it, it sucked that like it worked out this way where, you know, it's a few days after the game, but Hey, I mean, we're able it's all to discuss fun. it and reflect back. We won the ninth fucking Scudetto. We're sh- stronger with a nine, apparently. Um, that's the hashtag <laughs> for the day. Um, but no, it's 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 been one hell of a season. Uh, we, you know, it's not been easy. And you, I think you're right. This Scudetto really is for us, for the fans. And yeah. uh, you know, we celebrate it now. We take the Champions League and and make it ours, um, and then we win the 10th in a row next year. That's that's the mentality we need. Yeah, wouldn't, that, be, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> that be special, eh? Yeah, so Pretty guys, good. again, as always, Juventinita, D-A-L, on Twitter, Instagram, obviously Juventinita, back to Black and White Podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Again, guys, please, if you guys can help me out, move those numbers up. Because I know you guys are watching it. There's about 53% of you that are watching them, but you're not subscribed. <laughs> so hit the damn subscribe button, guys. But anyways, no, it's it just, again, we get more guests on, um, get more, obviously, viewership. And, you know, we can do different collabs with with, uh, with different guests. But uh, And I think there's some interesting things coming up in the works. But, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, guys, check it out. Obviously, stay tuned to Twitter. That's kind of the the hub of where, you know, when everything gets dropped first mm-hmm. um and obviously the links are posted uh for those three again if anyone's on google podcast it's up there now so you're good to go and um yeah definitely going to talk the post game obviously with maria like i said hopefully it's still tonight um but uh yeah we'll talk about uh, the game and uh, we'll obviously talk about the scudetto and hashtag stronger i don't know <laughs> what this fucking media team is doing but Dude, uh, it could have been so whatever. many there's so many other options we could have gone with but i hey. swear it's like we've been discussing this like for the past four years of what they actually could have had some know, right? they probably sick- have it planned out for the next like oh yeah exactly exactly so right, it is what i it mean is. it is what it is i'm gonna buy the t-shirt anyways <laughs> um so whatever it is like i said no problem there um but again guys always stay tuned to twitter and obviously all the platforms and, you know, like you just said it, always fino alla fine. Forza Juventus. Ciao, guys. Thanks for watching. Take care, everyone.